and welcome to Winging It, the only show where we're winging it. Uh, joining me as always is Triple Butt Double Dare. <laughs> Triple Butt Double Dare. Across from me is the always handsome yet somewhat uh, slimy Jugo Montores. <laughs> you killed my father. Is that... Oh, I... <laughs> you killed my father. And then as always is your, your thrice cried but never teared. <laughs> Grumbus Labascus. They think I'm strong when my tear ducts are broken. It's not such so much, and it's just blood that comes <laughs> out. Yeah, it's just blood, and, and it's not just your tear ducts. You're like your sweat ducts. So yeah. like you just can't sweat. There's no. no, there's no water comes from your body. No, nothing comes out. But a lot comes in. Imagine <laughs> seeing somebody crying but without tears. It's the most horrifying thing you can ever imagine. Probably painful, I'd imagine. He's like a dog. He can't sweat. Just hyperventilating. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, there wasn't any crying. We like, three of us are like drinking like some pop and Corey's got his Fiji water. Like it's like we're in the middle of like a 24 hour marathon. Now, now it's time for the thanks. Triple butt double dare. Oh, no problem. I'm triple butt double dare. Oh. <laughs> wait, wait what, what's your name? Oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Yamaha. All right, Yamaha. Yamaha. All right, Yamaha. No, your first name is Yama, and your last name is Ha. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. Mr. Mr. Ha Yama. Ha! Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Mr. Ha Yama. No, what? it's Ha Yama. <laughs> Mr. Ha Yama. <laughs> what is it time for? It's time for the thing, the other thing we're also going to just throw together on the fly. It's the Jubby Rebuff. Oh, wait, wait, no. If you have the. Okay, hold on. If you have the. Whoever's doing the Jubby Report song. Okay, you have to start singing it, and I'm going to pretend to be Matt laughing in the background. I'm stop! I can't help it that Corey's funny! I'm crying! Welcome to the Chubby Report. Oh, fuck. I don't got my phone. What happened in the news today, everybody? Reggie well, McKenzie got fired after finding such busts in the draft like Amari Cooper and Khalil Mack. And winning a football game. <laughs> and winning a football game because his stadium has piss poor conditions in it. Right. That's why they're moving, you know what I'm saying? No, Did- I, was it, uh, I, I think it was someone that was like, the strangest thing is that the Raiders won a game. Like, they might be the first team in history to ever win a game and then fire their GM immediately after winning it, like, in the middle of the season. Well, they gave him – they said they, they're either, like, hey, we're not going to renew your contract, so you can either – you can play out the rest of your, you know, your shit. And he's just like, fuck that. I don't want to <laughs> – Did Reggie McKenzie, like, walk into uh, Davis's office and, like, Davis and <laughs> John Gruden were both, like – like, John Gruden was, like, sitting on Davis's lap. Gruden has his hand so far up Mark's ass. Yeah, like he could just start talking. Gruden's pretending to be the one, like, oh yeah, I'm sitting up, but actually, yeah, like he's got his hand up, and he's like, he, Gruden's like trying to like do a ventriloquist act, but like he's not like. Mark Davis actually died a year and a half ago. Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Gruden's just weak into burnings again. Oh my god. I like the theory that Al Davis has reincarnated his spirit into John Gruden and possessed him. And that's why all this weird shit's yeah, going down. This is, this is apparently a long time coming, according to a bunch of different sources. 
Uh, these are the same well, sources like, that are claiming that they're also going to be getting rid of Derek Carr. Yeah. That's, that's I don't. I'm scary. Not, I'm not against. Well, they're going to draft Dwayne Haskins and win. I'm not against it because, like, what has he done outside of that one good year two years ago? Right. He hasn't like. Yes, he looked really good against Pittsburgh. Their their draft picks haven't been good. Besides, like, their the uh, ones they've let go. <laughs> overall, like, consensus best picks of the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, you haven't been able to bring any good free agents. Like, you had the one good year where you got a whole bunch of old veterans that right. everybody was excited about but forgot that they were old. Right. Call that call that about Jordy Nelson. How how how, how what kind of years has he been having? Uh, He'd be having a better year with Green Bay probably. Oh, you uh, definitely. We need him, actually. <laughs> um we don't I don't know exactly what was said. Um someone's going to have to I don't know if the interview's been done or not, but Colin Cowherd uh Time Bubble actually had the assistant coach that was fired by Green Bay. Actually, was gonna have him live on his show and oh, get inter- and get interviewed about what was going on with Green Bay. Holy mm. shit! That really I don't, whoever, to to that. if someone can find out what happened in that interview when we're on, if, if someone if someone wants to find it on their phone. Yeah, I don't have mine, or else I'd be reading my Jubby report. But scripted out. <laughs> yeah, but that that happened. I think his name's Mike. His name is Mike Haas. Yeah. I want to say his name's Mike Haas. Yeah, he's like the assistant linebackers coach. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he interviewed. He was in an interview with Colin Cowherd this morning, and uh, because of when we're recording this, I didn't get a chance to watch it. Man, so, I'm really so we'll have to see. Yeah, I didn't uh, have it on either because I was watching what a, he said about watching a documentary instead. But uh, yeah, there's that in the news. Also, also in the news, uh, fucking Leonard Fournette is piss boy of the week piss as boy. he uh, is was caught threatening a fan after their most recent loss. In the Derrick Henry game. Yes, in the the Derrick Henry Big Jam Jalou. Big I'm, just, I'm just sad. I thought we uh, ran for 500 million years. Well, I also thought that Derrick Henry was going to have a good year. And we also we all, all were, we did. all did. We all yeah. were super high on Derrick Henry. He just didn't he didn't like realize that he was, it was good just at football. Be one one game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in Derrick Henry's defense, he's had a touchdown in like seven of the last eight games now. He's had right. like 12 point games, but like not like. Not the type of game as we were expecting. Well, yeah. Like the type of like season- we were expecting him. Not not he were we were expecting like number one running back numbers out of yes. him. Yes. Yeah, we were expecting yeah like, but it ended up not happening. I did think I did, I think I was on here saying that like I was kind of afraid about Dion Lewis cutting into his production. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be like sixty percent Dion Lewis, forty percent Derrick Henry for yeah. some it's, unforgivable reason. It's not like reason. he's been that good either. It's been so weird. It's almost like we were talking about. This he had the one good the game against the Patriots. Right. We were talking about this earlier in the season. Where we were like. We're not sure why they do this, but the Titans really love to shaft Derrick Henry. They do. And I think it's because they know. Maybe it's like some roundabout, like, they know he's really good, but they know if they use him and he goes out there and has the type of games that he had like, on Thursday, they're going to have to, like, pay him a lot. Maybe they're going to try to, like, keep Derrick Henry around for, like, dirt cheap oh. and sign him to, like, a middle-of-the-road running back contract so he doesn't ask for a lot of money and then, and then, then just unleash him and just, like, all right, carry the ball do it like what like what Zeke does. Just no, touch God. the ball like I don't know if he's capable of that. Derrick Henry? Yeah. Dude, he's like the size of like most linebackers. Yeah, but like if, I don't know, he might get hurty. I don't know, man. We'll have to it see. Says, it says Doug Marone met with Fournette and he's not gonna discipline him. He says I trust my player. Wow, so what? he so he disciplined I feel like that happens a lot though, like just like players talking shit to fans, as long as they don't act on it, it's 
Right. Yeah, maybe. There's not one Seattle. Wasn't it Frank Clark? Make it any less of a last year, like, Durant, oh, no, no, it, it happened to Kevin Durant like a week or two ago. Oh, it did happen to Kevin. Kevin Durant. Durant's also a piss boy. Right. <laughs> Nobody's heard <arguing laughs> that. <laughs> uh, Kevin Durant. So is Leonard Fournette. Piss boy of the week. It's just because his bones hurt, man. He's <laughs> chugging. He's, he's, just, he's his bones chugging hurt. that bone hurting juice at this point. Yeah, man. I, at at a, an accelerated speed that I've never seen anybody chug that shit. He is drinking it by the gallon, by the minute. Right. Also, we want to celebrate um, uh, the Miami Dolphins with their uh, the band is on the field moment. Oh, let's man. let's oh. talk about that first. Oh, are we done with the Javi report already? I mean, that was like the the three like the three like big news stories. You got something, Matt? Or do you I, have something? I don't know. I was scrolling. I didn't know if there was anything else to talk about. I th- those are, I think those are the, the big way. things probably. But Locked like the room twice. Oh, um. I guess, uh, uh, I mean, we'll probably talk about both of these teams individually, but uh, since their Thursday night game, the Panthers and the Steelers have combined to go 1-7. and seven Right. Since their Thursday night game against but each other. Somebody had nobody wants to win that, that division. Well, no, nobody does. And because of that, the Browns are charging back. They're only, what are they, two? They're like, well, they're two and a half games back. Dude, they're wanna, two and a half games back. If, Do you want to jump into Baker watch? If Raven, yeah, if Ravens and Steelers both lose out and... Uh, Browns win out. They Browns get the fourth. Seed. No, no, I think it's no. It's different than that. Uh, if the, well, they get the fourth seed that way, they can still oh, make they, the, the wild card. I was I was talking about division leader because like oh yeah, they're, they're they're what six and six seven and one now. They're the Browns seven. Are. They're five seven and one. They're five seven five and seven one. and one. They're t- so they're two games back from. Technically, no, they're a one a half a ha- one and a half games back from Baltimore because they beat Baltimore. Because they beat Baltimore, they're one and a half games back. Now, if Baltimore loses a game, no, yeah, if Baltimore loses and the Browns win this week, don't the Browns jump them because they have the tiebreaker? No, because the Browns would still be at six and a half wins as a total versus the Ravens seven. Right. They need to get one. They would need to be. They would need to have the same amount of wins. I thought the Ravens only had six wins. No, they have seven. They have. They're seven and six. They were seven and six, but the Steelers, being seven five and one, had the half game lead on them. And we've beaten them. And you've beaten. Them. And we've so, beaten. So them. the tiebreaker works out. Yeah. All right. So, uh, in that case, this the Ravens only need to lose two of their next three, and one of those is against the Steelers. No, their la- uh, their last games are one of oh, them. Oh no, one of them is against the Browns. It's the it's uh, the last game of the year is in Baltimore against the Browns. All right. So they only need to lose one of those games. If they lose and they one play of the their char- next two, they play the Chargers week sixteen. If the if the Ravens lose to the Chargers and the Steelers lose to the Patriots and the Saints in the next two weeks. The Browns are playing for the AFC North Championship in Week 17. Wow. Against the Ravens, yeah. And, and now this is all assuming the Browns can right. beat uh, well, the Browns, Denver and Broncos Denver. Like, on Saturday. Like said, the Browns win out and both the Steelers and the Ravens lose out as we – well, as we just discussed well, yeah, in a roundabout way, we're also not ta- we're also not taking into consideration like the three or four teams in between, like because of the obviously like. Well, again, I wasn't even thinking about wild card. I was thinking about AFC North. Oh, right, yeah, that's, well, the fourth, actually, that's the fourth seed. Yeah, like the more difficult route would actually oh, be yeah. getting into the wild card because so many teams are seven and six. Right. Yeah, the yeah, Browns yeah. would have to hope for so many teams to lose to get into the wild card. Their better bet is to hope that the Steelers and Ravens lose out. And then they went out. One of the things that I think had to happen was uh, Dolphins had to lose yesterday for the wild card. Yeah. And they Miami miracled it on the field. Yeah, so let's – We call that shit. Well, since we well, we started with the Browns. Well, yeah. So we'll do uh, Matt's uh, 
Baker watch. Matt's Baker watch. God damn, Baker was amazing. Did you see his? I think it was in the air, sixty-five yard pass. Yeah, fifty-five yards. Was it fifty-five yards? Fifty-five in the yards air? in the air. Yeah. Yeah, that that pass was amazing. God, he was I on can't, fire yesterday, dude. I can't I can't front that man. Was it? Wasn't that like? He had like two hundred and thirty-five yards, and that was like fifty-five of them. Yeah, and they quoted something from Jarvis Landry, and he was like, "Feeling dangerous is contagious," or something like that, because Jarvis Landry had a big game. Right. He had two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. The big long one that was a perfect pass to mm-hmm. him, and then they uh like the jet sweep deal. I forgot yeah, he. Had, I forgot they scored on that jet sweep. Right. Because really, there were a lot of good games going on, and I had red zone on, and I it felt like. For some reason, during the course of that game, it felt like both teams were just, like, inside the opponent's 10, like, the entire game. Mm-hmm. But then there was, like, no scoring. And then, like, randomly, I'd get, like, oh, here's a big play by Christian McCaffrey. And then they'd cut away. And I'd be like, oh, here's a big play from Nick Chubb. And then it cut away. And then all of a sudden, it was like, oh, man, the Browns took the lead. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, it was kind of insane. I, again, I, I I don't know how what we our feelings are on Carolina again with their four or five-game slide now. Five games in a row. I called it last week. The free fall continues. Five games in a row. North Turner isn't able to reverse the Camp Newton on again, off again. Your curse. It's uh, I think it was because we were like, we were all up in arms about his like completion percentage, and I kept saying on the show, I'm like, it's real easy to boost up your completion percentage when you're dumping it off to Christian McCaffrey six times a right. game. When he's well, forced to yeah, throw but it's it. not it's not Cam Newton's fault. It's their defense's fault that they're losing games. Oh now. yeah, no doubt. Their defense is not. Their, their defense up. went from elite. To less elite to now, what the hell is that? Right, like, losing to just, Tampa. Just... They lost to Tampa. Right, they blew it against Seattle. This was a this game was more back and forth. Right, but still, like when it got to the end, their defense just couldn't just, stop. Just... Couldn't stop the Browns. Well, the Tampa one. Tampa has like a sneaky good home pass defense. Like it's like ridiculous between the difference between home and away and their like pass defense the run game's fucking the same because it's like 122 yards allowed mm-hmm. at home compared to like 120 away or something like that right. but huh. and tampa's got like we talked about it way back when the season started like tampa has like a semi-decent front seven right. like they have like good like players like jpp's there and they drafted Via, and they have Levante David, who's really good. Yeah, they and, have Quan Alexander, yeah. but he was hurt. Yeah, Gerald McCoy is one of the better defensive tackles in the league. So they have, like, good people up front. So they're kind of one of those teams that's just, like, the fact that they just get run on a lot, and then they can't run the ball, and it's just, like, Jameis right. dropping back 38 times and, and completing they 18. They have trouble they, scoring. If they had, yeah, in the if red they zone. If they had the run game, they'd be crazy because you, like, Week it would have been like week one, except they would have been able to run out the clock, and it would the Saints wouldn't have got to forty five points or whatever. Wasn't it forty? It was forty eight to forty. I thought right. It was something like that. I thought it was. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. That, that feels like an eternity ago. Right. Yeah. But like that. That's what I'm saying. If they, yeah. they because they can score a lot. It's mm. just they give the other team right. too much time to score. But we're gonna have to, we're supposed to be talking about the Browns yeah, no, and Baker just, Mayfield. Just so. in general, why did they keep Hugh Jackson for as long as they did, dude? I think it was because – I think it's one of those situations where it's like when you have a coach in the room and you draft a, a quarterback first overall, I think they were concerned about like – which is the thing that I've been critical about the Browns more than anything is that the Browns refuse to like maintain any sort of consistency. Even if it's like – even if there's a coach that isn't like performing well, 
I've always felt that they bail on coaches too early. Right. But now they kind of did the opposite, where it's like because they kept bailing so early. I think they need now they kept Hugh like too long. It was right. like I don't you know, know a rubber. Oh, it was like a rubber band, like mm-hmm. a rubber band effect. I don't know if it was too long. I think it was. It was they wanted to a combination of they wanted to give him a chance and they wanted to prove to the next guy, look, like you have somewhat job security. It's not just like we're not going to throw you out after one year, no matter what. Like it has been, we have been in the past. They just want to show a sense, like, hey, we're, we can, mm-hmm. we'll give you time. And they just needed to prove that to somebody instead I, of just saying it. I also want to say this. I know that last year they went 0 and 16. A lot of, I think a part of the reason why like Hugh Jackson kept his job for so long is you can go back in a lot of those football games and like, like the Browns could have easily won like five or six of those games last year. I know that's not saying a lot because they didn't win any, but like when you have players that are playing that hard in a, in a season that after week 10, it was over or not even that it was like week six, it was over. To have players like playing that hard for somebody, I think kind of endeared him to like the staff a little bit. And then Dorsey came in and Dorsey was kind of like, okay, you know, players play hard for this guy. They were winless last year, but there were plenty of games that it was really close. So we'll stick it out. We'll see how he does. And I think it was actually a little bit of not nearly to the extent, but I think a little bit of it was kind of like the Aaron Rodgers thing with Mike McCarthy. I think once Baker took over, Baker was kind of like maybe like behind closed doors, kind of like, dude, this dude's a schmuck. Right. You just like, yeah, just like kind of- really like, quickly realized that this dude just right was not and i think right. and i think dorsey was kind of like eh, i'm probably gonna side with the quarterback that i took first overall dorsey and then that re- that like rang true because the second he was out the door baker was like yeah man screw that guy he like it immediately was like yeah baker didn't like him dorsey so that, just you know. went to baker and was like listen man i want you to i, I just want you to go and like see how we would See how he's really like. Just, just tell me how he's really like, man. All right, right man. See I mean, really Baker, like, man. Baker obviously like, likes right. Dorsey enough. They did that whole thing preseason where Baker had, did his John Dorsey impersonation mm-hmm. and everything. So, like, I 100% see why you side with him even in that situation. And I don't know. Baker obviously just never. I think Baker also just had a grudge against Hugh for not starting in week one. Well, that is very Baker esque. Because everywhere he's gone, he doesn't get the he, – he, he's never gotten a start when he first gets there, whether it was, like, Texas Tech or Oklahoma. So I guess, like, his mindset was, like, okay, like, I, for God's sakes. Like, I walked on at Texas Tech. I won the job. I walked on at Oklahoma. I won the job. You drafted me first overall. And you still don't – And you still play. don't play me? Like, what more else do I have to prove? So – now he's that, doing that, it. That, yeah, that might be. That might have been. I had never really even thought about that. That that might be part of the reason why he doesn't like Hugh. Big old chippy on his shoulder. Well, I mean, he's, he's always had one. Last, in his right. last he's always seven had games, one. In his last seven games, he's completed over seventy percent of his passes for eighteen hundred and one yards, fifteen touchdowns, and five interceptions. Three of them, which came against Houston last week. That's true. So you take like that. there's some soft defenses in there though. There's some soft defenses yeah. in those couple games. You're right, but the Texans were a good defense. He struggled a little bit. And now he's got to go on the road to Denver. This is going to be the big one. This is the this is this the toughest. Is, this is uh, this is uh, since the Browns have come back in '99. Uh, maybe you maybe toss out that one playoff game they've had since then. Mm-hmm. Don't count that. So we'll in- encompass the regular season. Since the Browns have come back in 1999. This might be the most important game they've ever played. 
The Denver game? This Saturday's Denver game. Why you say that? Because if they win. If they win. Yeah. If they win with the situation that the Chargers need to keep winning and beat the Ravens once and the Steelers have to play against angry New England and the Saints that need to keep winning. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and also because Denver is technically still ahead of them in the wild card, so they would at, at the very least jump Denver. I think I think they have a better shot now, uh, especially because uh, Denver doesn't have receivers anymore. They have uh, Cortland Sutton. All right, that's it. They that's, still got Philip Lindsay, who's really good. Yeah, well, no, Philip Lindsay's been great, but like I'm talking about the receiving core. Like now that Emmanuel Sanders is hurt, like mm-hmm. that's that's a crippling blow to yeah, that Case offense. Keenum doesn't have many options to throw to. But that's again, but that's why the game is so important because like like okay, you went up against some you know, you went up against the Atlantas and the Cincinnati's and you did really well, but then you had the road game against the Texans and you struggled. And then you come back, you come home, you beat I don't even know if Carolina's good at this point, but you beat a Carolina team that that, that you, still was like hunting for the playoffs. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. This is a Carolina team maybe on its last breaths in a sense, but at the same time, they're a Carolina team that's playing hard. They wanted to win that game yes. badly. They were giving Cleveland everything they had. Right. But this this defense and that environment is 100% without a doubt the toughest. Just look at how Pat Mahomes played his first game against Denver. Like, Pat Mahomes, like, struggled, like, early in that game. Mile High Stadium's one of the hardest – Stadiums to play in. Yeah, a lot of the atmosphere there. That, I think the atmosphere, the one, the altitude. If you're not used to it, is crazy already. That gives Denver an advantage because they train in it and they play eight home games in it. Obviously, um, but just the atmosphere and the fact that Denver is going to be vying for playoffs too on a prime time. This game, is a huge game. If there's if there's a storyline to this game, it's going to be Bradley Chubb sacks Baker Mayfield like four times. That'll because be a huge. That's, gonna, that's because gonna, the Browns haven't given up a sack to Baker in like three or four games. He's 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 only been sacked once. But yeah, okay, he got right. sacked once on, so on it's Sunday. Oh, did he actually get sacked if, once for yeah, the first time? Okay. If Chubb gets like two or three sacks on like critical downs, it's that's gonna be the. Yeah, because people people are gonna point as like, oh, you could have had him instead. Right. You took Denzel, and Denzel's missed the last two three games. Yeah, but Denzel. Denzel's also, good. But it, it would be like I don't want to say like classic something that like would classically happen to the Browns. But like the guy you could have had right. sacking the quarterback that you took. No, I think I agree with you that I think it's like because if you lose, pretty much what that means is just like well, still got still got quite a ways to go. Like you're a good team, you got a lot of potential, but you got to wait long. You got a little ways to go. If you win, now it's like okay, still probably outside chance to make the playoffs this year. But it's looking better than it does because essentially what that would mean is. Well, this is, you've gone up against you can two win good, a meaning You can win a meaningful You can win game. a meaningful game. Like, the Texans game, like, these last couple games, like, the game against Atlanta, like, Atlanta's bad. Like, the game against uh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati's bad. Well, you could say that the game against Carolina was big because, like, what you said, Carolina's still, like, like, they needed to win. Like, especially because, like, with the Saints – like, because they were going to go into this three-game stretch with a shot to still win the NFC South if they won. Now they have no shot. Right. So now it's just like, well, got to try to hope for a walk. So that was there it. Was, yeah. uh, I don't – I want to, like, take a quick thing. I think we need to stop saying Cincinnati was as bad since they – not – they're bad. There's bottom half of the power rankings, I think. Mm-hmm. But – 
they almost won against Chargers, who we say is one of the better teams. Well, that's in the true. NFL. Joe Mixon's been great. That's right. true. Um, but they also don't have a lot of their. They don't right. have their two best offensive players. Right, and they like, still almost do? beat the Chargers. Who, right. Like, but it's going to be hard but, to win games. But the thing, though, like with that, is potential like a little bit of a trap game for the Chargers with the Chiefs coming on Thursday. I get. I don't know. I, Especially like sandwiching with like the big win against the Steelers, and then like you get this week against Cincinnati, who's kind of a with Jeff Driscoll playing. Right. And you got the Chiefs. Not only do you have the Chiefs coming up, you have the Chiefs on Thursday. Right. So like you don't even get a full week to prepare for them. So there's a little bit of a chance that's like the Chargers were like. Yeah. Eh, but is it in you had, is it in Kansas City? It is in Kansas City, yeah. Okay. You had but it was like one of the big things you say is like, all right, their defense is porous, like they just let up everything. And they contained Philip Rivers mm-hmm. really well. I mean the only person he was getting passes off to yeah. was, was Keenan Allen and like you, it's hard to cover Keenan Allen. It's very hard to cover Keenan Allen. Yeah, you have the, the, They also didn't have Melvin Gordon for the second that's straight true. game. They didn't have they didn't have Melvin to put away the game. Right. Yeah, the story of that game was, uh, yeah, was was Cincinnati's defense being able to you know cover everybody else except Keenan Allen and, and Joe Mixon like kind of kind of tearing them up. The run defense for the Chargers is yeah, it's not, not work. Good. It's not working very it's well. Not good. And they have a lot of injuries in the interior of their defensive and, line, and they're kind of lucky coming in against Kansas City when they are because the running game gonna gonna be taking a hit. Spencer Ware might be out. So and, and Tyreek as well. And, yeah. So like Tyreek was quoted in saying that his foot injury is quote bad. Yeah, is what he said. I, I Those were his that. words. That was in the jubby actually. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, like he said, he said it wasn't numb, but he said it was hurt bad. To be fair though, I mean it was cold out. Right. So I'm sure it probably hurt way worse. So like if you give it a couple days, he'll probably be all right. The he, only thing probably only worse than being hurt is being hurt when it's cold out. <laughs> right. So. He he still might play. Um, but we don't know. Yeah. So so we talked about Cleveland. We'll do the two other. I mean, you since really, we brought up, well, no, no, really, since it's hard really, to bring him back. Well, baby. No, no, since we brought up the Broncos, you I mean, really, you the Forty Niners, man. We talked about like, I thought you really wanted to talk about Miami. Well, we'll, we'll we're get, doing the Patreon stuff okay. first. We Nick owe, Mullins man. is back, baby. Nick, no, <laughs> he's canceled. Oh, that's right, because he he didn't throw it to. Uh, I know. He didn't you know, throw it to Kittle. Kittle for five, five yards, yards in the second half. He, he right? still right. set he a franchise record, didn't he? Set the franchise record, not he the NFL set the record. record. He could have beaten Shannon Sharp's record, and I would have loved it because I hate Shannon Sharp. Man, damn, tell him. We put him on the record. Put put me on the record. Oh, I hate Shannon Sharp. We need I to protect th- Shannon Sharp for wearing the LeBron jersey and a goat mask in front of Skip Bayless. <laughs> I got a mile. <laughs> <laughs> I got a hot towel. Don't worry about what the hot towel for. <laughs> it's Come on, Skip. I got, I got the towel because you hot snitching. Cool, <laughs> <laughs> Skip. He's not. He's not that bad. I just. I say. I he's hate him. great. He's a great TV personality. Yeah. He, I think. Uh, I think George Kittle is my favorite tight end in the NFL right now. He's definitely the best tight end in the NFL. I think so. Oof. Ouch. I really like Travis Kelsey, pride. but like, man, Kelsey's it's, Kelsey's a really good wide receiver. But just like, man, if you watch George Kittle play, it's just like even. I think he's even better than Zach Ertz. Greg Kittle, right. not George Kittle. George, well, it's, George it's, it's George, not Greg. You know, George, Kittle, George you're thinking, Kittle was doing you're amazing of things. Greg, Greg Little. That's what. I, that's why I keep getting confused. So yeah, yeah. I get uh, Nick Mullins though. Holy shit, Tom! Why is he so good against the AFC West? That's true. Tom, why is that? I need you to tell me. Text me if you listen to this. You shouldn't listen to this. You do listen to this every week. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. 
Tech, tell me why Nick Mullins is the AFC West kryptonite. I think there's, like, I don't know. It's theory. I have nothing to base it on. I think there's, like, there's some kind of, like, background, like, agreements between coaches and, like, GMs. Like, like the GMs know, or the owners know, like, the season's not going well. Like, just give me, like, something to, like, a hint to show, like, you know, you can do it. Like, you know, we don't have to look for somebody else next year. And the coach is like, all right, I'll go beat all of the AFC North. I'll go beat all of the <laughs> AFC West, you know. <laughs> well, in that case, well, in that case, oh, can man. we, instead of, instead of, uh, Canceling Nick Mullins, can we make Kyle Shanahan the pussy coach of the week for not calling a play to get the ball to George Kittle? Yes. No, no, it's not Shanahan's fault that Mullins decided not to force a ball to George Kittle. And he's a backup quarterback. He's not going to force a ball. You get with a lead. You can force a ball. You can force one ball. Force one ball for a little hitch route. Just one extra. They were ball. up twenty to seven for a really long time. So. Give him the extra ball, Justin. Yep. I would have wanted it. If if George doesn't I let mean, the guy tackle him on his first fifty yard touchdown, mm-hmm. he would have had five more yards and another <laughs> touchdown. Matt's cracking up because he made a reference to the fact that I have three testicles. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, he's oh, he, your face is red, buddy. <laughs> your and face I guess, is red. So, uh, yeah, Nick Mullins isn't – well, Nick Mullins is somewhat canceled because he didn't uh, give George Kittle another pass. I like Nick Mullins again until next week when he doesn't play the <laughs> AFC West and loses. You're right. right. Um, he's a backup quarterback, and he's playing like a backup quarterback. Finally, let's get to – oh, what the hell? Well, what, the, what, 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 is there anything else to say about the 49ers? Um, Pettis is pretty good. He was a good draft pick. He was. That was uh, – I mean, I still think um, – it, it Was it just because of Nick Mullins, Kyle Shanahan, or – did Emmanuel Sanders really cause that much of a kerfuffle in the offense of the Broncos that now they're just dead? He was prob- maybe he I was like the centerpiece of that offense. I think he was. Uh, well, Philip Lin- no, Philip Lindsay is. I think but. along with being like one of the centerpieces of the offense, he was probably the leader of that offense. That wouldn't surprise Considering me. Considering that Demarius <laughs> is gone and you know he got a new quarterback in there, watching everything that he two was two rookie off- running backs, off- young offensive line, mm-hmm. watching the Broncos week to week and seeing what all the different shit that Emmanuel Sanders was doing, like I, I he was a very very crucial part of that offense, and that's why I think that the Browns have a really good shot of beating them coming up here. I'm not saying they don't have a shot. I'm just saying like, like it's a gonna really be, good shot. It's going to be like. Not in e- it's not easy. Like that <laughs> no, defense, that defense is still legit. Right, like, that's still a really it's not good defense. Be easy, in but the offense is going to struggle more, a lot more. Yeah, without if, him, if you get uh, if you get Chubb running against them, you'd be you'll be okay. That's true. Chubb running into Chubb. That's going to happen Chubb at on some Chubb point. Action. Chubb on Chubb action. That's a oh, full man. Chubb. That's a that's a good episode title. Chubb yeah. on Chubb action. Oh, but it might not be a double right Chubb. Down. Double Chubb. <laughs> <laughs> double Chubble. Double trouble. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. Oh man. Yeah, trouble uh, chubs could be good. Uh, man. Right, so I always, two chubs, three balls. I always talk about like little things that you can look into, like rookie quarterbacks. Like a few weeks ago, we had uh, Baker who threw three interceptions in the first half and then came out and threw 350 yards in the second half. Mm-hmm. Just having like that poise to come out and do that. Yeah. Josh Allen couldn't put together a game-winning drive in seven minutes. 
To be fair, to be fair, man. What offense, though? I mean, look at look. I mean, look at he what he could. Look at, he could do anything in the first half, apparently. Lashawn McCoy exited the game. Okay, who who cares? What do you mean? Who cares? Who cares? He's a running back. Uh, Josh Allen was doing it without him anyway. I uh, you're. I mean, you're right. But at the same time, against one of the worst defenses in the league. I know it's a division game. Whatever. It's also. It's also. You need if it. If the divi- if your division rival can play that hard against you, you can play that hard against your division rival. Josh Allen broke Michael Vick's three-game rushing record, though. Okay, cool. He's now the best-running quarterback in NFL That history. doesn't matter if you don't win. <laughs> it matters for a Madden. Also, who who thought nobody thought Josh Allen was going to be this kind of running quarterback? No. Did you know? Like he, I think he's he, only doing it because he has to. I'm gonna be dead honest. I think he is only doing it because he absolutely has yeah, but to. But some of those, does not well, have a he doesn't have an offensive line. No, he, he has no offensive line. He has nobody to throw the fucking ball to. He, there is nothing for him to do besides either hand the ball off to Lashawn McCoy or try to figure out something himself. There's nothing for him to do. I know, but he he wasn't a runner in college. He had like less than a thousand yards, I think. Yeah, and he's like, so he he gets the fucking ball and like he's about to die, and he's like, well. <laughs> These Time to start running the ball. Way. Think about this. Think, you know, it's crazy about that. So he's got how many rushing yards through three games? Like two hundred something. No, it was over three hundred. I think it was okay. like three hundred thirty-five. So he's got three hundred thirty-five yards rushing through three games. All right, in his rookie season, Tom Brady has played eighteen years. He has just over a thousand. Well, you want to think about like the difference between like, and you know, but I think I, that I think that the Bills, that Bills Jets game. The one thing I'll say about what you were talking about. Man, the Jets, last time they played the Bills, man, the Jets got absolutely embarrassed. Like, so embarrassed that, like, that might be their worst loss in, like, a long, long time. So, like, and part of it, also, Darnold played. So, that was a, that was different. Right, but Darnold, who missed half the season, who's still leading the league in interceptions. That's messed up. Yeah, he's not, he's not panning out. That's me- He doesn't have anybody to throw the throw. Oh, hurt! Alan's panning out better than him, and he has less than anybody. It's hurt. I don't want to fucking hear They're it. They're all hurt, man. Oh, if, I, I know that, some, hey, I know some Allen, Jets fans, man. JT, I'm sorry, dude. No, if fucking Josh <laughs> Allen is able to walk into a team, somebody who's not known as a fucking Russian quarterback, and completely out of, out of any comfort zone for any quarterback in the NFL, just that got nothing going for you, and you can still make shit happen and not throw that many fucking picks, no, there is no goddamn excuse. Sam Darnold is playing like ass. He won the game-winning drive, though. He got the game-winning drive. Yeah. No, he didn't. Yeah, it's a game-winning drive when the other team can't put together wasn't, one in wait, seven minutes. Wasn't, yeah. it, wasn't it that one? Then the backup do the game-winning drive, not him. No, it was, no, it was, Darnold came back. Darnold, in. Oh, Darnold back? got injured and then came back in near the end. Yeah, still leads the league in interceptions, I think. Yep, he got a he bad does. foot. Everybody getting bad feet. Damn, he has, there's more personnel for him to do anything with on that team than in, on, in Buffalo. And once again, not he still much. Leads the league in interceptions. Not much. Not much. Not much. It's marginal, but if if the Bills have the dead last offensive personnel, the Jets are probably like thirtieth. Yeah. So sorry, angry. He had a couple good moments this year. I was gonna throw about who Charles Clay. Yeah. Ugh. That's about it. Ugh. Kelvin Benjamin, who doesn't want to practice running. He's gone. Yeah, he plays for the Chiefs now. Uh Oh. Yeah, he does. (laughs) Yeah, he does. Oh no. He does play for the Chiefs now. Please let it slide, Shadley. Oh man! Oh no! <laughs> we just uh, cut that out. Is uh, <laughs> we just uh, cut that out in post. Is uh, <sighs> we just uh, cut that out in post. 
Is Pat Mahomes going to walk up to him and be like, hey, you want to do routes? And he's going to say no. No. <laughs> Are you ready? Are you ready for that to happen? No. Pat does he Mahomes- even want to play football? I don't think he does. <laughs> I don't think – I think Kelvin, ben- <laughs> Kelvin Benjamin's he like got, – He got – somebody – there was an interview with him, and I think his, he was quoted in saying his time in Buffalo was just one of those things. What? One, what of, those things. one of those things. It really that's what my grandmother says after – every time she has nothing to say. She just says, you know, it's just one of those things. During the Ravens game this past Sunday, the Ravens' opponents scored a touchdown <laughs> – the tight end went to celebrate, and, and Kelvin Benjamin went to celebrate with the tight end and got ignored, and it was really funny. <laughs> they don't even want him. <laughs> Who wants him? And after seeing what happened in, in, in Buffalo, uh, nobody should want that man. I think yeah. they, uh, they, they must have signed him because they were desperate. So now that we've – so we're talking about Buffalo. About – 37 our, minutes ago, I wanted to talk about New big England. Three, big three patrons. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much, the three of you. Well, two of you. Wow. <laughs> wow. You be nice to angry. Angry made fun of me. It's not about angry. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's him, not you. It's, <laughs> Damn. it's me. It's Damn. me, not angry. Yeah, you're right, Kuiper. We really do need to talk about that Saints game that happened. Yeah, Ben. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Ben, Tom, and Angry, you make dream work. I love all three of you. No, okay, so you want to talk about what? There's not a whole lot to talk about in this Dolphins game. Let's be honest. Oh, well, no, there's two big things. No, there's nothing, only, there's only a couple really things. No, there's the two. biggest thing is the Fad Pod boys were right. Yeah, we Again. were very right. Oh yeah, we were totally we, yeah. We we tend to be right about that football thing, that 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 good old classic game everybody likes to call American football. You know I think me- we know a couple things about it. You know what's messed up about it though? Huh. Why do we all say things are like, oh yeah, and then it turns out we're right, but then when we pick games, only one of us picks the Dolphins. Because we're all talking out of our ass. <laughs> did I pick the Dolphins? No, I picked. You did. Hell yeah, dude! No, I I, mm. I specifically picked the Patriots to cover my own ass because if I'm wrong in the picks, no big deal. But I wanted to be right in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I kind of did the same thing. I'm not going to lie. That's that's That was I my the, exact I motivation. I did the same damn thing with the Pittsburgh-Oakland game. I was like, man, we're going to lose this game. I'm like, you know what? No, I'm going to pick them just to cover my own ass so that I'm happy no matter what like, the result. I was like, there's no fucking way. And then uh, who, yeah, who, who well, wins? You know what happens when you don't cover your ass? You go 10 and 5. Who will win? True. I, one, I told you I was going to get one good week. You, yeah, are you we, did. Are we the game? Time gap. Monday night game didn't happen yet. Right. Anybody wanting to change their Monday night pick? Because right now, everybody picks Seattle. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not switching off I'm Seattle. I'm all in on Seattle. I'm not switching off Seattle. Who are they playing Seattle. against? Minnesota. Minnesota. I'm not switching off Seattle. All in on Seattle. Also, fuck You've been picking Seattle you all get, year long. You, you better not back <laughs> off. You want to go 11-4? and four? Do I want to go 11-4, and four, though? Yes. Yeah, I, I wish I knew the exact rankings because I... You, you, have, a, uh, you have a two-game lead over Justin. Okay. Um... Including this week? So far this week, yes. Okay. You have a two-game lead over Justin, who has a two-game lead over me, who I have a, I believe, a four-game lead over Matt. And I made up those four games this week. Well, no, no, like, after, like including including, this, including week. this week. Oh, including. Going into the week, you had, like, I was up on you by, like, like All right, six so, or seven. Oh, I just need to do it again So it, nobody else is changing. I'll change. You want to change? <laughs> I mean, he's and got I, nothing to lose. He's I got last. nothing to lose. And, I, last and I'm six ga- I'd be, if I'm wrong, I'd still be six games above you. Seven you gotta games. Make, 
You got to make so them you're gonna switch. Plays. I'm gonna change. I'm gonna stay. You're gonna stay. I'm gonna stay. I'm staying. Oh yeah, I, I I'm staying. I'm rolling. I'm, I'm I'm rolling with Russ. Are you calling or are you raising? <laughs> I I I said this earlier. I'm all in on the Seahawks this season. I mean, yeah, I like the Seahawks, and I but and the fan I, part and I shit and I sh- trash talk Kirk Cousins all the time and saying he can't win the big my, games. My my dark horse Super Bowl teams are the Seahawks and the Colts. But, uh, <laughs> I want to win the fat. Yeah, that would be so. a lit Super Bowl. You, you gotta, shut the you fuck up. Keep going in on it. Mm-hmm. I'm going with the Vikes. All right. So two things to talk about Miami and New England. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> what? All right. First thing. This is our so new Colts think, Titans. Do you think Drew Brees still Oh, my God, MVP? Justin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Real quick. This won't take long. I just want to know your guys' answer to this. Okay, go ahead. Ask. Finally, okay. go ahead. So, Tom Brady forgot how much time was on the clock. At the end of the first half. At the right? end of the first half. I took a sack and was like, just completely forgot what the time was. Um, and then uh, the Patriots thought that. Ryan Tannehill could throw the ball 70 yards. <laughs> so they lined Gronkowski up there, like old cripple-ass Gronkowski who can't run anymore. Can't run, can't jump. Almost he stumbled over his own feet when he had like... That's because he didn't have an angle. Kenyon Drake... And, and Kenyon Drake is 30 yards away from him. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know how long Gronk had to adjust himself to get... Where, what, what was he doing the entire time they were pitching it back and forth, looking at the stands? God, I, we need to go to the all 32. I need to see what Gronk was doing on I that need play. to know. All 22. Like, all 22. All tw- I whatever. need to know what Gronk was doing. Like, the whole... Because th- Kenyon Drake, like, when he when he got that one nice block from his offensive lineman that went out, that looked really... He's at the 30. Gronk's now, I know, at the 5. I know like, Tannehill was talking shit. Like, it, at during his press conferences and everything he's done after the game, he was like, when I saw Gronk, I yelled at them to... Pitch it again because I knew it was going to work. Like, Tannehill, I don't even know if you actually did that or not. He might have done it. They probably but – but everybody ahead of him was probably like – because they were like 20 yards ahead of him. were like, what? And then he just went and pitched the ball anyway. <laughs> hey, guys, pitch it again. Pitch it again, guys. Pitch it again. No, yeah, they're, they're like, just... yeah, they're like 15 yards ahead of him. He's like, hey, guys, pitch it again. Hey, pitch it again. What? <laughs> Kenny Drake's in the end zone. No, he's, he's, he's like, when I saw Gronkowski go out there, I knew it was going to work. Nobody's going to know if I'm wrong, but everyone will know if I'm right. <laughs> you know that. Like, that's the thing. Like, every, but the reason the why I brought it up is like, you might think it's like, oh, well, that was like a fluky fit. But no, like, those are like moments. Those two individual moments are like, the Patriots never do that. Never. They never make like Dude. those type of mistakes. Like, Ever. Dude, Tom Brady goes goes to Miami and just wants to get the fuck out of there. I don't Dude, know. He is. He plays so piss poor in Miami. They've lost five of their last six. Maybe you should have ran more clock out with Sonny Michelle. What? Why would they do? Why would they do such fantasy. a thing? Yes. Like that. Also, in that game, and to be fair, I mean, obviously, like the Patriots were should have won that game and probably like kind of did win it until the end. Man, that game was back and forth. Yeah, it was like a track meet. They could, they could, like the they could not put the ball, the Dolphins away. The first like, half was a track meet. The second half was a defensive struggle adjustment. It was it was a really interesting game. Yeah, complete different like tale of two halves, mm-hmm. which was interesting. Um, but now it's and that's like actually like huge a huge loss for the Patriots, and I'm sure we're gonna get to Thursday's game later. But like, it almost kind of makes it that like the Chiefs can kind of just like shrug off this chargers game because the chargers because of the loss to denver even if the chargers beat the chiefs don't take first place 
And because the Patriots lost, they still have a one-game lead over them. Yeah, but if the current first seed wins this Thursday um, and the triangle is reversed and the Steelers win this Sunday, the current first seed in the AFC locks in the first seed for the last two weeks of the season. So oh, yes. Oh, yeah, so they, they yeah. need so, to win this so shit. It, yeah, so you want to win. Then they can rest for three weeks. Holy shit. They I can mean, lock it that hard. Yeah. Wow. If they, well, they they'd sweep the Chargers. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, they'd have to sweep in the Chargers and then with uh with with a two game lead. Two games left. With yeah, a two game lead on and, the Patriots. And, well, well they wouldn't the, have to. Well, no, with the, with the two game. Well, no, if the Patriots lose to the Steelers, which it'd they be, won't, it'd be a two game lead with two games to go. Three game lead. With two games to go. I'm sorry. Whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. Then they wouldn't have to do shit. Yeah. They wouldn't mm-hmm. have to do anything. Wow. And so that, I guess that is a possible so the game, scenario. So the game too. does matter, but from but still though, it's like. If they don't win, it's it's still kind of like a like, I mean, a, like an egg. Yeah, they're gonna beat they're gonna beat the Chargers at home. Yeah, they're gonna beat the Chargers, and the and the Patriots are not gonna lose. They, like, for some reason, they they got they got good old Felipe Felipe Riverman's number. Felipe Rivers. Well, it's uh Riverman. Riverman. Pat Mahomes struggled against Chubb and Miller, and for a while. Yeah, it took him a while. Denver. So does just about everybody in the NFL. All right, and now you have the Chargers with Bosa back, who's going to have a good pass rush, and it's not going to have Kareem Hunt to kind of bail him out. This is It's going to be an interesting matchup. No, but you know who will be there to bail him out? Sharkandrick West. Tyreek Hill adjusting to the deep ball. Man, I want to watch Sharkandrick West play football again. When are he going to do it? You gonna, you gonna get more snaps? Talking, so. right. You gonna get more uh, some more snappies? Man, you know what? I I could sum up the uh, the uh, Steelers Raiders game and just that was about a great play by just Andy about one 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 sentence. Who, well, sorry, two sentences technically. Who will win? A hundred yards of shitty turf or one kicky boy? It was a great play by Andy Reid to somehow get C.J. Mosley covering Tyreek Hill. All right, so yeah, how, here's what the, the thing. F- how the- I w- listen, 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 listen. I wanna, I wanna listen. Cheetah's still a cheetah. You know, they got three legs. Don't say. I, could, I, could, <laughs> I don't want Matt's being Matt's being nice because he's he's sitting here. He's being quiet because his team is probably gonna go to the Super Bowl because I don't see anybody going to Kansas City and beating them. So he's being nice. So I'm not gonna trash him. But the one thing I will say. The only thing I'll say is I loved how there's two like th- there's a thing I hate and a thing I love. I love how Pat has handled the Kareem Hunt thing. Like just as as far as like a tw- was he 23? As a 23-year-old kid having to handle that, he's done an exceptional job, which is great. Cuz a lot of people, I'm sure, a lot of like like, imagine if that happened to, like, I don't even know. Like, imagine if that happened to, like, any of these young quarterbacks, like, now. Like, how much it would, like, affect you. Especially if it's someone that, like, his like his entire time at Kansas City, Kareem's always been there, right? So, I loved that. I loved the fact that it's pretty much, like, like they, the Chiefs have kind of just been like, all right. Like we're str- we're gonna struggle running the football no matter what. Like Pat needs to go out there and win these games for us. Um, 
which is good. The one thing, this is the only thing that I'm I'm kind of sick of seeing is when the Chiefs desperately, desperately need a play. When it's like third down and seven, fourth down and nine, whatever it is. And what happens is Pat gets the snap and whatever the original play is, isn't there. And then Pat will roll out like, you know, like almost every quarterback does, right? Um, well, I shouldn't say most, but like, like the younger quarterbacks and like Russ and all of them, like obviously Phillip. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, like so he roll out, and then pretty much what happens is that Pat's like, all right, I'm just gonna throw it in the middle of the field, and just Tyreek's gonna get it because Tyreek is the fastest human being on the face of the earth. And if Pat can get the ball to hang in the air for four seconds, no matter where Tyreek is on the football field, Tyreek can f- go get it. Because no matter where, he, all the ball has to do is hang in the air for four seconds. He was hurt on that play. And Tyreek, no, he was hurt. Which is crazier. But like, <laughs> I mean, he, he'd been coming in and out the entire game, which is crazy. And he was getting covered by a linebacker. He was being double covered. He had two people there were trailing. Three people one was, in the middle of that field. One was a linebacker that was the closest person to him. That was the closest person to him. I, don't I think, think it was. Be- getting, I don't think he was like covering him. I think it was a zone. It was a zone. It was zone coverage. But and was, obviously, like you're gonna run yeah. with. It was deep yeah. zone, but like. Um. That's just like I, because that's just like to me. That's like, man. You know what I'm like? That never happens. <laughs> like, why is it? Like, and and that's the thing. Like. Because he was doing this, and this is, I guess, is this is your future for the next twelve years. Because you're gonna have games where that that's the result. He whipped. He just like, I honestly think like I'm gonna start calling like, his body motion when he throws those passes, like that pitcher's arm, the, the the outfielder in the outfield trying to get the out at third, where he leaves his feet and kind of turns his body and, and like corks it with his arm. You can see, you can actually like watch him throw a ball, throw a pass like that. It looks exactly like a running throw from the outfield. It's like crazy. Um, I just call that just the fuck it, because that's what he's doing. He's just like fuck it, go, and he just whips it as hard <laughs> yeah. as he can. It's better you, than you the know. last seven quarterbacks that team has had where they get sacked. No, oh, that's true. No, you fucking I mean, Alex know. Smith wouldn't have gotten sacked. Alex Smith would have probably ran for it and not gotten it, or. Right. You know Alex, a timeout. Alex Smith would have fought for that first down. Alex Smith gets sacked ten times in that game. <laughs> you know what I'm like? I don't know. I'm tired of seeing, as I bring it up a lot, Pat Mahomes fumbling on a critical down and then getting <laughs> bailed out by it. man. When it happened him. again? All right, I fuck it, Shively. When it happened again? <laughs> Wait, I don't understand this thing about Shively said he'd become a ten dollar Patreon this month. Like, for the rest of eternity, if Matt didn't talk about the Chiefs. Oh, man. I didn't know that. I'm upset. <laughs> all right. No, I got you. All right. So, first of all, Kuiper. Yeah. You know damn well that Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill practice that shit. Oh, no, absolutely. All you I'm fucking sa- know. All I'm saying. All I'm saying is is that, like, that happens. It is less of a fuck it and more like, we know we can do this. Let's do it. I don't. There's some fuck but it involved. But that's not the way. There's some that fu- shouldn't be the way you win games. No, no, no. Yeah, you, you have, have the ability. T- I'm sh- Again, if they play, I'm sure it's less fuck it and more he sees a spot where he can get Tyreek open with a pass. and Or, like, he sees a spot where it's like, okay, I'm going to. Th- 
if I throw I'm gonna it to trust the... my guy. That's the one, like I understand that like trusting your guy. Like Ben does the same thing with AB. Like he'll throw AB when AB's not open. He was like, I trust my guy. Pat trusts his guy. He's like, Tyreek's gonna get open. Like, I just think like the only the problem with it, I guess for me is like it's the gunslinger mentality. It's dude. the gu- it's the gunslinger mentality, and like that's the reason why he threw a bunch of interceptions against the Rams. Well, so it's kind that, of like the, the scary thing is that one that Peters got in the Rams game, his arm was hit. Imagine if his arm wasn't hit, he might have gotten that ball to Tyreek and they win. He's overthrown Tyreek a couple times actually, which is pretty insane to think about. Well, this his. I, but the, I think the funny thing about it is like slinger. you've seen game. Oh, no, I, I've actually seen like back to back plays where like he overthrows somebody and then he underthrows them. So it's kind of like sometimes he doesn't look when he throws it. When him. he sometimes, yeah, sometimes he's <laughs> sometimes he's looking down the field and he throws it across his body and it get and it gets there. So so anyway, like I, I mean, obviously to... he could see him. He just his head wasn't directly facing him. Yeah, but... like he was in his field of view, but like he was just like I'm just gonna do that. You look. need to see like the crazy angle on that play though. To... I've seen the, I saw the crazy angle. This okay, morning. anyway, so Corey, when that happened, when uh, he uh, was rolling out and threw it with the ball and it came out again. And I saw it go down, and then I saw our offensive lineman jump on top of it. I started laughing and instantly thought of you. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. <laughs> Corey's not going to let me live this down. They practice that in Chiefs practice. They, they, uh, they practice Pat Mahomes fumbling. And they I make sure all it. of the offensive linemen, by the time he is being sacked, all turn and face him. <laughs> like, I, I turned and looked at my dad because we were watching the game together. I turned and looked at my dad. That doesn't happen very often. You got <laughs> you, oh you can't you can't rely recovering your own fumbles there. Another good week for my big boys. You know on he's the actually uh, lost. He's he and Dak Prescott lead the NFL in fumbles by like a lot. I mean, I believe it. He he's always Dak just loses them. Well, Dak, Dak gets a lot of bad snaps. Mahomes always constantly has his eyes down the field, and, and that baseball mentality he keeps the ball. He keeps the football a little too far from his body. A lot of yeah, a lot of quarterbacks. Also, Deshaun Watson does the same thing. I, I, I don't remember who Dallas's center is, but goddamn, do they snap a lot of really bad balls? Well, that's the backup uh, center for Dallas. Oh, okay. Well, that'll explain it because goddamn, does Dak get some bad fucking snaps? Like he's gonna fumble some of those. It's bad. Seamless transition. Let's talk about the Cowboys and the Eagles. Y'all laughed at me. Y'all laughed at me. You said their streak was going to get broke. I did it to cover my own ass. We all admitted that we all do it in our yeah, picks. Even I laughed I at me. I don't like. I don't blame you for covering your own ass, but you were very show showboaty about it. Well, I was right about one of them. Damn it. <laughs> I, I predicted the Colts. Well, once one thing and the other is the exact way. opposite thing. You will be right by one of them, yes. Look at it this way. The Colts have the opportunity. Okay, so I was wrong. In our group chat before the game started, I said that the two, I think at the time they were two? the longest win streaks. Yeah. Well, no, the Chiefs have the longest win streak. No, um, no, no. They lost to the Rams two weeks ago. Oh, that's right. Two weeks. It was like three weeks ago, right? Was it three weeks ago now? I'm losing um, time. But it feels so long ago. Right. It does feel so long ago. Um, I feel like I said before the games, I was like, Two win streaks will be broken today by the teams that the win streak started on. Because Dallas's win streak started in their game against Philly, and the Texans' win streak started with their game against the Colts. Right. And I picked the Colts and uh, the Eagles to win, and the Colts won early, and I was like, yeah! And then the Eagles won, and I was like, oh, But y'all laughed at me! <laughs> so, no, I was... I really, really thought that uh, Dallas was just going to, like, do a classic Dallas thing. Where like Stephen A always talks about like when you expect things from them they let you down, almost did. 
they almost did, but then Amari Co- in the fourth quarter, Dak was just like, I'm going to throw to Amari Cooper every time because uh, the Eagles have delivery men from Amazon playing delivery corner. Delivery men from DiGiorno. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah. It's like, it took them like three quarters to realize, oh, all Amari Cooper has to do is run fast, as fast as he possibly can in a straight line, <laughs> and we'll get a touchdown. All right. So, I that game was cool like it was cool i'm so mad about the last play oh my god all oh, the amari cooper right tip the pass touchdown, touchdown. Mm-hmm. yeah because it just like that earlier in the group chat uh drew Brees scored a qb sneak touchdown the whoop-de-doo classic yeah. whoop-de-doo the classic Kuiper's drew Brees whoop-de-doo. said that's the whoop-de-doo and me and my friend said that's not even like the sound it would make it'd be like it would be lower it's a sneak so it'd be like shh <laughs> Yeah, but so he, he doesn't so sneak later, it underneath. He sneaks later, it over the top. He after the four, he do though. Nope. After the after, <laughs> the, after for the, all you audio at, listeners, that's all of you. After the uh, after pretty much after the four o'clock games, this was the only game on. It was o- overtime. Yes. There was actually a whoop de doo with the Amari Cooper catch <laughs> for the touchdown in overtime because it was a whoop de doo. <laughs> it was a, it was a uh, whoops. Oh, I lost. Um, I think it was okay. So <laughs> that man lost the game. The 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 Drew Brees the Drew Brees whoop de doo, which I'm pretty that's that's what it's called. I've talked to Sean Payton. That's what the play is called. Called a whoop de doo. But he, but he, whoop, right, but he whoops restaurant. the ball no, up and then he dedues it back. I talked. In. He dedues it back. He shushes it out. I talked to uh I talked to Sean Payton uh at a Chick Fil A. At a Chick Fil A. Okay, okay, okay. And uh, he told me that that play is called the whoop de doo. It's named after um. The sound Drew Brees made when he hurt his shoulder Ooh, in Los Angeles oh, or San Diego at the time. He was like, oh, whoop-de-doo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, that's what it's called. Uh, oh, my the, God. The play uh, for the Eagles-Cowboys was an oh-fuck play because uh, the corner for the Eagles went, oh, and then Amari Cooper went, fuck, and he ran. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fat pod listeners, go onto our Twitter or Facebook and let us know which – Play should have which onomatopoeia. <laughs> right. Is the true whoop-de-doo the Drew Brees sneak over the top of the offensive line, or is the whoop-de-doo what happened? The in tip the... pass to a touchdown. Yes. Whoop-de-doo. Oh, so in that game, Amari Cooper, did you see the little, um, what did I want to call it? The, um, not like a press conference. I guess it was like a press conference, essentially. After the game was over, he was being interviewed in the locker room. And he said that before his, like, long touchdown, right? The, like, super long one, right? Right. The actual play call in the huddle was for him to run a stop route, right? And in the interview, he says that the corners had been doing, like, a really, really good job at defending the stop routes. So, in the huddle, he said to Dak, he's like, Dak, man, he's like, they're, like, they're jumping these stop routes. Like, you, I, like... Make me like let me just go, right? And Dak was like, No, 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 just run the play, just run the play, just run the play. So like they lined up there and, and Amar says, like, I was kind of like pissed off, like standing out there at the side, and then like I look back at Dak and Dak signaled signaled me to do a go route. So I guess Dak saw Dak was like, you know what, man, no. He changed his mind. And Amari was like he said like he was like elated. He was like, Yeah, man. And then he took it for a touchdown. <laughs> it's insane. So like literally Amari Cooper was like called his own shot and our crew was like dude if you let me run a go route i will burn this dude (laughs) 
and Dak was like, no. But then they lined up, and Dak was like, okay. And Dak then he to, actually did it. Dak had to go like, I'm the leader of this yeah. team. You called this play? No. I called this play. <laughs> yeah, like Dak's, Dak now gets credit for it. Because Dak's like, oh, man, that was a good audible by me. What's that meme? The comic meme is like, isn't like the one that you just said? Yeah, it's the, like, the, the Hideo Kojima and Konami Metal Gear stuff. Right. Yeah, like, you made this game? I made this game. <laughs> yeah, like Hideo Kojima hands a Metal Gear over to Konami. Right. He's like, I made this game. And Konami's like, you made this game. And then the panel goes over. like, Konami's like, I made this game. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's essentially what happened in Dallas. Um, Fad Pod boys were, well, which one of us were, how many of us said the Eagles were going to be bad? I think a couple you of us did. I know did. I did. I had the I Eagles going to playoffs. I had them being 10 and 6. I think that's what I had them at. They could win out and be ten and six. No, I, they have seven losses now. I had yep. Dallas. I had Dallas going eight and eight. Frank Reich, man. I'm pretty sure it's still possible. Losing their offensive coordinator, and he's doing pretty well with Andrew Luck. It's he's a big doing deal, all right? Which I think is a scary thing for like. And I guess like it's part of the nature of the NFL is like, really good coordinators become head coaches. That's just like the way it works. Right. So like it kind of scares me, about like the bears like Vic Vangio is just, I don't know. Like, I don't know what's like, whatever's going on over there is just like insane to me. It was like, Oh man, Vic Vangio is going to be a head coach. I'm like, well, they'll suck then. Like, like, is he there? Is he their D coordinator? He's their D coordinator. Okay. So like, yeah. Like there's, if he leaves, man, there's been some exceptions. Like, uh, I mean, Matt Patricia is not exactly doing well and he was a good coordinator. Like there was a John Fox coordinators, uh, Del Rio and I think it was Gase. Uh, they're both. They were run of the mill, what average. Well, I was gonna say what I. Well, I don't mean like Vic Fangio as a head coach. Right. I mean like the Bears' defense. Oh. Once if Vic leaves, will be like, not as good is what I'm saying. And uh, and I feel like Frank Reich for Philly. Is like, kind of. Did you say that the Eagles were gonna stink this year? Yeah, I can't remember. Okay, because. I yeah, did. I, I know I did. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it. So we were talking about like, okay, so one of the big problems for the Eagles is like their offensive play calling has been a driz- like just abysmal, right? And Frank Reich left, who was their offensive coordinator for Carson Wentz, and he went and is now coaching Andrew Luck. And Andrew, oh man, is it working out? And for Andrew him? Luck looks like an MVP, and Carson Wentz doesn't. Man, I'm trying to say Carson Wentz isn't good. Carson Wentz is good in that in that Colts game. You had, you had one Andrew Luck who was one yard away from 400 passing yards, and you had one T.Y. Hilton who was one yard away from 200 receiving yards. Frank Reich, pussy head coach of the week. Give Ty, give T.Y. Could, one could, more. Could call a wide receiver could, screen. Yeah, couldn't force a one-yard screen to find the, let him one hit yard, those milestones. Come on, man. You were in victory formation. Instead of taking a kneel down, just throw it over to Ty, T.Y. Good old thank you, you Hilton. Watch a pick six come out of that somehow, and then... That's why they don't do that shit. Yeah, that's why they don't do it. That's why they don't listen to us. Right. Because we want them to do it. We want we want Nick Mullins to force the ball to George Kittle when George Kittle's probably getting defended by all all four of the DBs they're from like, Denver. They're like, he's about to break the record. Everybody yeah. cover him. Stop <laughs> it. We would be, we'd be an awful coaching staff because, like, the second one of our players <laughs> got close to a milestone, it'd be like, nope, no one else. No one else is allowed to touch force it. Force it. Force it. It's three minutes into the first quarter. He already has two catches. We got to force it to him the rest <laughs> yeah. of the day. He's getting 19 more. 
<laughs> one of our defensive linemen, like one of our defensive ends, like I don't know what the we're throwing nineteen straight screen yeah. passes. They'll yeah. never see it coming. I don't know what the single game like sack record is for a player. I think it's like five and a half. So five and a half in one game. So we have like one player in like the first two quarters get like two sacks. So we just don't take them out. <laughs> He's like in the fourth quarter, like dying, like crawling to the huddle. We're like, stay out there, gotta break the record. You got four sacks. I can't, my legs broke. Like, stay out there, Smith. Here's a cortisone shot. Get in there. Right. We're just like, whenever, whenever the offense is out there, we're just like, like just like we're just, we have like medics coming in for him. Like he's got to go back out. He's got to go back out. He's got to break the record. Like coach, you're up by thirty. He's got to get the sack record. They're in. They're they're a one-dimensional offense right now. They can only throw the ball. We're up thirty. He's I mean, got to get. That's how I play Madden, and I know that's how you guys play Madden. If you get a player that's close to a record, you force it to him. Yeah, it's like real life. Somebody buy me the new Madden. I don't want to buy. It. I don't want to buy it either. I want it, but I don't want to buy it. So I'll, I'll just I'll I'll settle with playing Tech Bowl 2019. So, the big thing now becomes. Sorry. Um, because I think I asked this a couple weeks ago. Um, what do the Cowboys do with Dak Prescott? Because he clearly is very average. Oh, he's getting signed, just not he's big money. Vi- if they're smart, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna bite on him like the Jaguars bit on Blake. You think Bortles. he'll take the hometown disc? Because he it's ne- gonna be like there's not there's not it's not gonna be him taking the hometown discount. It's them saying, "Here's what we're offering you." It's gonna be it's not gonna be big money like comparatively to like these. Other contracts. Like Garoppolo? Right. Right. But it's going to be high guarantee. He'll get like a four-year He's good enough. Million, he's good enough to win them a division. 70 million guaranteed or something. He's good enough with a lot of help. Right. They need a lot of help for him. They need a good offensive line. They need Cooper. What's going to happen is they're, they're going to give oh, him yeah, a few million too. guaranteed. They're, he's not going to be like exorbitantly paid, but he's going to get paid enough that their defense is going to fall apart in two years and they go back to uh, – I mean, that, they have that to makes be me sad. Basically, my dream is Cooper doesn't resign with Dallas. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> they trade for him and go to the playoffs, and then they just don't resign him. No, he just doesn't sign. It's just his like. He's like, yeah, thanks, guys. You showed everybody that I can be great with. The- oh, and then he goes off like, all right, I'm gonna go play with a good quarterback now, right? And just have 300 yards receiving every. I'm single gonna go game. play for Andrew Luck now. Jesus, that would. He likes having the star on, on his helmet. That's Maybe when I put the star on my helmet, I played better. He just—he like, certainly doesn't like That's having what a, Jerry Jones a pirate on his helmet, <laughs> or like whatever a raider dude on his helmet. You like playing you know, with that star on your helmet, don't if, you, boy? If, if their staff is smart, they're gonna sit Dak Prescott down. They're gonna look, dude. Jerry loves him. I know. Jerry like, absolutely loves Dak. Like, we like you a lot, but let's be straight here: you are criminally average. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gotta have the self-awareness, man. Not I great. Want, you need a Not criminally great. average contract. Take it. Or leave it. Like what? It's going to be five years. Twenty-one million dollars. Yeah, that sounds fine. Five years, eighty-five million, seventy-five guaranteed. Jesus. Wait, that break. What's that like? Uh, one, like seventeen million dollars a year. Right. But seventy-five of it's guaranteed. Right. I would take that in a heartbeat if I was Dak Prescott. Yeah. I would take it. You got Zeke coming up. You got. You're gonna have to sign Cooper. You're gonna have to sign these defensive players. Good lord, is their defense? No other. Let's be. No other team is going to want Dak Prescott. Demarcus Lawrence on a. I don't know. Tag that tag you're have who? To sign. Who what in the fucking? Someone. The Jaguars would. <laughs> the Redskins would take him right now. Oh my god! They got Josh. Josh Johnson. Any of these? He was playing Madden three nights before the game to learn his teammates' names. 
No, he wasn't. Yes, he was quoted. Oh my god. Well, at the same time, I, he almost didn't expect to play. Who who could have who could have predicted that the Redskins would bench Mark Sanchez? You got all these <sighs> AFC rookie quarterbacks that all need receivers. Baltimore, Buffalo, Jets. Mm-hmm. I would still say Cleveland cuz Callaway is well, very got, very hot and yeah, cold. You got Jarvis Landry's even, good. He's not but, even getting hot anymore. It's just been straight cold. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, even Cleveland, like, as good as, like, Jarvis has been. Right. Like, the, the, the Browns would still love to have somebody like Amari Cooper. Right. So, no, there's no shortage of teams that want receivers. I just think that Dallas needs – Dallas needs to hope that Dak either takes a discount or – just flat out like has enough self-awareness to realize like man like i need a lot of help <laughs> i need my offensive line i need zeke i need cooper we need a good defense we need to play at home and then here's okay so i think it was the top the top eight teams in point differential right number one's the saints um number two's the chiefs uh i can't remember who like three through seven are but seven is the steelers with 61 right these are like all the playoff teams. Oh, right. the Bears are three. The Bears are three. Um, with the, I think with the same as the Chiefs, which is crazy to think. Um, but like the Steelers are there with like 61 point differential. Dallas is 30. Their point differential is they're eighth. They're in eighth, right, of all the playoff teams. But they're half of the team ahead of them. So like it's pretty much just like. That this is what they do. This is going to be how their games are. They had almost 600 yards of offense and had to go to overtime. Like, how messed up is that? The the Eagles completed – the Eagles converted one-third down. They were one of nine. Dallas was 10 of 19. Sounds like like a smaller version of Pittsburgh Steelers and what they have to do every fucking week. Except we lose – well, like I said, 100 yards of bad turf for one kicky boy. Who it wins? wasn't even the. I don't. I don't care about the turf. Did you see the turf? I don't care. That should. That should have not. That game should have not had to come down to that. Right. But the, everything leading up to that moment. But like that moment. Like oh god. He probably would have missed anyway. They really need to go to Vegas like now. They do. The Raiders do. No, but I think um. Like, that box score for the Cowboys-Eagles game was, like, the same box score as the Eagles-Saints game, except the Saints beat them by 40, and uh, the Cowboys needed overtime to beat them. So, uh... That's what they are. There's your, uh... There's your, and then the Cowboys <laughs> beat the Saints, because, woohoo, football! I don't know. Right, because the NFL was rigged. Oh, my God. I mean, you can play <laughs> defense these days. because they're the big market. All right. We've had... This is going to be the next thing I wanted to ask you guys. Because we just had the Bears beat the Rams... Yo, I would. Which, in Jared Goff with four interceptions. Which, Trubisky had three interceptions. I was the that only one that picked the Bears to win in Fad Pod picks. Mm-hmm. I picked the Bears to win. That's fair enough. You I like said, them, Scrappy. I said it like two weeks ago today. We're gonna win. I just didn't want the Bears. You to just win. Did, you just didn't. I, Man, I, I, Sean McVay knew all the players' names and still lost to him. He did. Um. So we now have the one and two seeds in the NFC have been beaten by the three and four seeds. Because the Bears beat the Rams and then the Saints lost to the Cowboys. More than likely, because I don't think as good as Seattle is playing, I just don't think 
that Seattle can beat, especially because of the way the defense plays, I just don't know if Seattle's going to be able to go on the road and beat Chicago or beat Dallas. I think they can yeah, beat the way the you beat Chicago is being able to run the ball. That's true, but like, and like Seattle's the number thing, one rushing offense in the NFL. Both the both the Rams and the Bears have that problem, and then Seattle has the best rushing offense in the NFL. It's a recipe for disaster going to them, including you have one Russell Wilson who is more experienced in one the playoffs Russie than boy. anybody else who is in playoff contention well, not right Drew now. Brees. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, true. Sure. So, but, but my point was, I think if the playoffs if this playoff started today, I I would probably still pick Dallas to beat Seattle, just because it's like a rematch game. Dallas is at home, and like if Dallas can just because Dallas can defend the run, because that would be who they'd play. They wouldn't play the Bears. They'd play Dallas, right? And Dallas can defend the run really well. They can defend everything pretty much. So. And whoever the Bears, whoever the damn sixth seed is going to be in the NFC, because God knows who it's going to be now. Because if we're expecting Seattle to beat Minnesota, Minnesota's the current sixth seed. It's going to be Green Bay. Who the heck? Oh, don't you dare. Don't. It's not going to be Green Bay. It's not going to be Green Bay. It's not going to be Green Bay. Um, That's why I'm going to root for the Seahawks the rest of the So, we're assuming whoever that is, whoever that poor, poor team is that has to go to Chicago in January. Yikes, dog. Yikes. So, we're assuming that we're going to have two rematches. We're going to have a rematch between the Rams and the Bears, and we're going to have a rematch between the Saints and the Cowboys. Do either of the results are like do do you give any of those two, do you give the Bears and the Cowboys a shot in a rematch against either of those two teams? Yes. Uh, I, I don't, don't give the Cowboys a chance against the Saints since it will be in New Orleans. Right, but I do give that that Rams Bears game will be dumb again, and who knows who's going to win it. It'll be higher scoring because it'll be in L.A. and the Rams won't be like, ooh, it's cold. Right. Because <laughs> that's literally what happened in that game. Like, it was literally like the Rams were just like, ooh. Like, oh, yeah. J- Jared Goff was like, ooh, it's a little cold out. And then just like, ooh, I guess I'm just going to throw four interceptions. Ooh, ooh I see why they call it the Windy City, huh? I, I, <laughs> I like how uh, the Bears covered the Rams' defense because they were just like, all right, you got Todd Gurley. Just gonna put Mac on him. All pretty, game. yeah. <laughs> that was pretty time. much it. That's what. Oh, I'll make it. Mac's such a good player. Oh my god, it's it's because you think he's a joy to watch. Because you like, think like, all right, Mac's a good pass rusher. He's gonna rush Jared Goff all the time. No, that's not what they do with Mac. You put him on your best player. Right. If your best player is Tyree Kill, we're gonna put Mac on Tyree Kill. <laughs> good luck getting past the line of scrimmage, Tyree. My retired, he's just going to run around, but... Nope, um, he's going to get he's blown gonna, up. <laughs> I think, uh, was it, I can't remember, and I keep, I, I know I'm, this has, like, been the whole rant of, like, Kuiper said this and Kuiper said that, but, like... You sure do say things. I do say things a lot. I have a lot of things that I say things on, so I lose track of where I say them. Um, when Cooper Cup got injured, I can't remember if it was on this show or my other show. I think he said it on both, because I, I, I know we both. talked about it here. Did I not say that the longer they go without Cooper Cup... Like the worst it's gonna be. He's our guy. Cause, cause it's not even just that. It's that Sean McVay and that offense. They need that guy to run. Ev- yeah, everybody has a very, very specific thing they do. So when you take one of those pieces out, you can hide it for a while, right? You could kind of like mask it, 
But then the more and more games you play with that hole and the more and more film people get on you, people are like, oh, yeah, they, they can't they can't move the ball as effectively on offense. So the Bears were like, dude, the Bears shut down. Todd Gurley and Brandon shut them down. And just like, it wasn't like they were sacking Jared Goff a bunch. They probably had, what, like two, three sacks? Uh, Bears had three. Rams had one. Yeah. Who won the prop There were more picks and sacks in that game. There were more interceptions than... In, oh, that's yeah. What, we should have made the prop bet about interceptions and not, uh, <laughs> not sacks. And not sacks. Well, we had, we had Mac going up against... Uh, Whitworth. Darnold. Oh. Uh, Donald. Donald. Oh, Don- yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron Donald. So, you yeah. had, that's what our thing, but we weren't we weren't thinking about the Mac versus Gurley all game. So good. Mac still had a strip sack. Somehow. Some, somehow, yeah. It was Gurley, like, it was Gurley like, must have been out for a play. It was like Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack was like defending Todd Gurley, and he was like, oh, there's the ball, and just like poked <laughs> it away with his like, his arms that look like they make up three-fourths of his body, which is just. Yeah, Todd absolutely terrifying. Todd really might not have been in for one play. He's like, "Oh look, I get to I get to hit the football now." <laughs> and then, he's and then he just did immediately. Yeah. Right. My favorite Khalil Mack story actually involves one of my least favorite players in sports, uh, Draymond Green. Ooh. Uh, Draymond Green's a big fan. You know, it's Oakland, Golden City, and Golden mm-hmm. State, uh, and that's where Mack was. And Draymond Green got Mack's number, and is like, "Man." You big, like a big Mack truck. You should get sponsored by Mack trucks. And Khalil's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Two months later, he's sponsored by Mack trucks. Oh, my God. You can see his picture in front of Mack trucks all over if you're a truck driver. Do you think think Khalil just, like, walked into, like, their headquarters and they were just like, here – like before he even said anything, he was like, "Hey, I'm Khalil Mack," and they were just like, "Uh, oh, that here's works a bazillion dollars." <laughs> Please play football with us. Please. <laughs> right. I feel about Khalil Mack how you feel about Baker Mayfield being on the Browns. I I can understand that. Yeah, I love because the, ba- the the Packers could have had him. Oh, Packers could have went out and got him. You know how fucking yeah he had the two first round picks. We could have had Khalil. Year. We could have Khalil yep. Mack and Blake Martinez doing shit. You know, fucking. I'm mad. And whoever that F guy is. Perry? No, F guy. Oh, I, I, I don't you know how to pronounce like that dude's name. Three sacks. Against Seattle? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know how to pronounce Green Bay and their funny names, dude. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but so yeah, those I, guys' I, names, I look at them, I'm like, oh, okay. I think, I think <laughs> those are football names, though. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, right. I think the rematches in the NFC potentially could be really interesting because now you're like, Dallas isn't going to get New Orleans in Dallas. They're going to get him in New Orleans. Right. And I am obviously LA, like LA will get them. The LA Bears. will yeah, LA will get them. But the thing is, is like you might think, oh well, you know, LA is gonna have like better weather now, and it'll it like be an advantage for them. Dude, like Mitch Trubisky's still gonna be playing in that weather too, and it's not like Mitch Trubisky isn't a part of a creative offense. Right. He's not the thrower that Goff is, but like he's still part of a really dynamic right. offense that he's, you could argue without Cooper Cup has like. Not as good talent, but like deeper talent. For sure, they got offensive, defensive linemen catching footballs for that's touchdowns. Insane. Can you, that I is love so, when the big men go such, out. That's Dude, that, that I was, was about to say. You know what that it's was? Been another, it was another good week for my big boys. Do you know what that play was? That was Matt Nagy just like spitting in the face of everyone that's been like, "Oh, Sean McVay invented football." That was Matt Nagy. Like, oh no, 
Yeah, I, I love know, when they I'm, called I'm it. I'm a little creative too. They like, brought out two defensive linemen on that play. I'm, yeah. I'm the bigger. I'm the bigger apple off that Andy Reid tree. <laughs> That's right. Sean McVay didn't come from the Andy yeah, Reid tree, but, but he came from the. Uh, he came from Madden. The Jay Gruden tree, technically. Jay came, Gruden hired him. He came him. straight out of Madden. Just came, yeah, just came <laughs> right out. Sean McVay's the embodiment of uh, John Gruden tree. Yeah, which uh, by the way, uh, I almost kind of want to name Sean McVay the Pussy Head Coach of the Week. Oh yeah, why? Todd Gurley only carried the ball eleven times because you were getting covered by Mac the entire. <laughs> Was but true, but like, every time we got man, the ball, Mac. Would this just is kill two him. big games now where he's forgot Gurley existed. Right, like. No, it's cold out. That's a you give Gurley the ball. I don't care if you're. I don't even care if you're smacking your face against a brick wall. Like if the Chargers proved anything in that Sunday night game against the Steelers, you do not stop running the football if it's a close game, even if it's a blowout. They were down 16 points and they had allowed. I think they rushed for like three total yards in the first half, and the Chargers were like, "No, screw it, we're gonna come out and run the ball," and then they did. So like, it was um, I don't know. Apparently the Chargers, I mean not the Chargers, the uh, what was I gonna say? Um, the Chargers, the Rams didn't get the Chargers memo. The Chargers proved it. They're like we, uh, I don't care if we have two negative two yards rushing in the first half, we're coming out, we're gonna run the ball because that's what Part we want to do. Game of football. Yeah. Yep. And that's what the Rams should have done, and the Rams didn't do it. Sean right. Bay was like, I want to go play Madden. I want to go learn every single player's names on the Bears. Maybe on, that's what he was doing instead of calling plays. Are we but, on defense? Where's my cooler? Right. <laughs> Maybe that's why Sha, uh, that's, that's why Jared Goff played so poorly because Sean McVay was too busy uh, looking at the depth chart for the Bears, remembering every single one of their names to call plays. And Jared was like, <laughs> and, and Jared was like "Hey, coach, coach, you go go and give me a play, coach." Not and Sean McVay's over there. It's Adrian Amos, and then there's Raquan Smith, and then there's Deandre Vathan. He's just, like, remembering. And then, like, 15 seconds goes up, and Jared's like, Well, guess I'll uh, throw it to Prince of Mukamar. <laughs> <laughs> That's the play. <laughs> McVay's saying the names in the defense, and it's going oh, through the thinking, mic. Yeah, he's thinking, he's like, like, Hey, Coach, who do I throw the ball to? There's Prince of Mukamar. <laughs> and he's oh, like, Oh! oh. He's got to be up to something. I'll just throw it to Prince of Mukamara. (laughs) (laughs) They'll never expect it. He wants me to throw it to a Mukamara so a Mukamara tips it up and Cooks will catch it. It'll be demoralizing. It'll be like a more complex hook and ladder. (laughs) Which, damn it, listen. All right, is it time to talk about how we want to fire Mike Tomlin again? I didn't get to talk about it. Yeah, I know that's why we're that's why why we're getting to it again. As in, we talk about it three weeks in a row now that they've lost three in a row. That was the coolest thing <laughs> I've seen my team do. Followed in, by in years, the the James Washington hook and ladder to Juju that went for forty two yards with only twenty five seconds on the clock, and you're down three. I'm like, oh. My God, I'm like that was amazing. That was so, and it's immediately it was. It, you know what it was like? It was like I don't even know how to. Exp- it was. It was almost like right before. It's like you find out, like you're at you're at like a club or like a, a bar, right? And like, I don't know. Like and this is gonna be different for everybody, but like like you're at a bar, and like Megan Fox walks up to you. And she's like, hey, I want you to, like, 
come back to my apartment. And you're like, sweet. And then you walk out of the bar following her, and she immediately gets hit by a car. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's what happened. Like, that's literally what happened to me. Is like, she going to have another toe thumb because of another car no, accident? No, she's dead because she got hit by a car, Corey. Yeah, walking but out of gonna, wherever you met her. Are they like, going to reconstruct her thumb to look like a big toe again? Probably. <laughs> probably. They'll probably put it right on her face in her coffin. Wow. But that's literally what happened. Like, the coolest thing I've seen the Steelers offense do in the last, like, decade. Right? Yeah. Followed by... Followed by... That. The, Chris Boswell, who we gave... 17 million dollars to kicky boy can't beat the turf which is probably why we couldn't keep levy on because we signed chris <laughs> boswell <laughs> to 17 million dollars yeah, they're, they're looking at the budget for you well and they're looking at the chris budget Boswell's defense the second worst field to kick on in the nfl is heinz field and he does pretty good there no, they're just fucking the, the Pittsburgh organizations looking at their fucking looking at their like all their cap space and like where their money's at and everything and they're like fuck we paid Boswell like $5,000 too much. We can't afford Le'Veon. Listen, we accidentally put a, another zero at the end of his contract. You, wanna, you, know how I, you know how I was bitching about like all those close games we won and why I, like, I was mad that we won like those four games in a row by last second field goals? The like butterfly effect of those four games is was that. Boswell was the fact that, oh, man, we got to give Boswell a whole bunch of money because he won us all these games versus if we just lost them. We just signed like me as our kicker, <laughs> and Levion could have signed could, Dan Bailey. Right, and then Levion could have got his money, and it—I don't know if it'd be any better, but like, because this this stuff was—that was the one thing I was like, this stuff happens even when Levion plays. Right, like these things happen. The Steelers haven't won in Oakland since 1995, which is insane. Ben Roethlisberger is winless against Oakland, I believe. Yeah, he's 0 and 4. He's 0 and 4. You, you, I figured it was going to be the time. So, and it almost was. But. Almost was. And here's and, and I actually got it's actually kinda interesting. I'm gonna read this to you guys. So um while you're pulling it up, I just wanna mention that Yeah, go ahead. Megan Fox must be like who's whatever guy who has a fetish for feet and hand jobs, that's like your dream girl right there. <laughs> it's because she has Sure. Alright. Just because so, she has toes for fingers. I don't know I don't know Jesus. I don't know who I don't know who <laughs> this, I don't know who this person is. Um, I appreciate that they follow me. Actually, he doesn't follow me. I don't know how he found this tweet. Um, I don't know if it's a he or a she, actually. Uh, the Twitter name is Smokey Cat. Hey, Smokey Cat. Shout out from them fad pod And boys. it's literally just a picture of this cat. That's their Twitter picture. Aw, Smokey cat. cat. Um, it's just, it's just a random person on Twitter. I, pr- I don't know, I don't know how they found my tweet, but I appreciate them responding. Seeing that you go on um, Twitter, you look at the word Steelers, probably showed up. Probably. Um, Although I didn't write the word Steelers in my tweet. I wrote Mike Tomlin. Oh, maybe Mike Tomlin um, too. So uh, I didn't do my show this morning. As I mentioned earlier, I had a bunch of stuff to do. But in part of my, um, you know, part of my thing was I was like, don't worry. I still want Mike Tomlin fired. Right? Uh, Corey's showing pictures of the toe thumb. Yeah. Um, can't believe you've never seen that. All right. So I, I wrote, I was, like, I was like, don't worry. I still want Mike Tomlin fired. I wrote that. Smokey Cat responded to me by saying this. You know Pittsburgh, hyphen, grow up, hyphen, all caps. I mean, grow, hyphen, up. Yeah, you want Tomlin fired, hyphen. Give me a for gig again break. That's what he, all of, 
all of you are a bunch of babies, and what do you all want some 30-year-old punk kid to come in and coach hyphen? They'd be the 3 and 10 then. Wait, let me see how – let me see this tweet. That's what okay, he wrote. Um, so – let me say th- let me say this. Is that a meme? I don't know. That's what that's what this person said to me. I didn't respond because I'm not, you know, whatever. I I was I honestly was just like, "Well, man, someone responded to me. That was cool." Um my retort to that is this. I've said a, numerous times, right? That I would rather the Steelers just lose and just that be it. Like I would much rather uh oh, Matt's almost late to his. Uh, oh, we get come with something real quick. Uh, Matt's almost late to his meeting with Mike Tomlin to figure out what the fuck he's doing at uh, Permani Brothers. The, the, oh, you're meeting him at yeah. Permani Brothers. So All they're, right. they're going to discuss clock management. The one in. How PNC about not clock Park. management? How about like your quarterback is healthy on the sideline and you have a second year player who had just thrown an interception? Yeah, but Mike Tomlin would rather talk about clock management. Am I wrong? <laughs> yeah, you're mad, but I'm right. Man. And that's exactly why Matt's meeting him at Permani Brothers to talk about clock management. We're going to go eat a sandwich and talk about management. And he's going to try to – Matt's going to try to bring it up. PNC Park. Of course. Matt, Matt's going to try to do his due diligence as, as an investigative journalist, and he's going to try to ask him that question, Kuiper, and he's going to deflect the fuck out of it and then talk about clock management. <laughs> Can part of your questions be how do you feel that one of my co-hosts wants to, like, just hit you in the face with a frying pan? Well, he's going to respond to me and tell me about his son, Smokey the Cat. Oh, you know, the standard is the oh. standard, man. Standard is the standard. Uh, grow hyphen dash we're not, up We're hyphen. not. We're not going to talk about missed opportunities. We're going to talk about the opportunities ahead of us. Anyway. Oh, I hate him. Oh, I hate him so much. Anyway, I'm out. I love you. Bye. Bye, Matt. Have fun, have fun talking to Mike Tomlin have about shit you really don't Tomlin. want to talk about, but that's what he's going to talk about because he's Mike Tomlin. Um, have a good time. Anyway, so let me know how it goes. I lost my train of thought. What was I bitching about? Oh, the Steelers. Um, it wouldn't bother me. And, and then like this tweet that I said, like, oh, what would you rather have, some punk kid? I'd honestly rather us. What if that person thinks Sean McVay's some punk kid? Maybe I don't know. Um. <laughs> But no, like uh, the only thing I would say to that person is just like, yeah, yeah. I honestly <laughs> would rather have that. Like, I'd rather have somebody that is just able to, at the very least, try to adjust. At the very least, like do something. Like, I don't care if it's like to say that, like, oh man, you need a better coach. There's only like three. I shouldn't say three. There's four great coaches in the NFL. There's four. Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, Sean Payton, and Sean McVay. That's it. Every other coach in the NFL, the other 28 coaches, all have flaws. They all have something that they're not good at. Yeah, like Mike McCarthy, he's a pussy. Right. Mike Tomlin (laughs) is quite possibly the worst situational head coach in the league. He's great at, like, leading – like, his guy – they always say his guys want to run through walls for him. He's, he's he's a player. He's guy. great under. He's great like handling drama. He's great. He's great at like silencing rooms because he doesn't fan flames. Obviously, he tries to like, which is the opposite of what Roethlisberger does. Roethlisberger right. fans the shit out of him. Yeah. Then then Tomlin has to put he him out. The pot. Yeah. Then Tom. Yeah. Then Tomlin has to try to put him out, which he's good at. But when it comes to like adjusting, 
and just game time decisions. He is absolutely atrocious, and then he doesn't take credit for it. Instead, instead after the Chargers game where you had Keenan Allen being covered by a linebacker the entire game and didn't switch off and put Mike Hilton on him, you say, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about the officiating. Well, okay, I didn't ask you about the officiating. Like, can you tell us why, like, you didn't adjust to things? And I actually had a friend of mine who goes to school for journalism, and he's a Steeler fan as well, and he said that, like, oh, man, well, Mike Tomlin came into the room, like, a little ticked off. You could tell, and, like, I think all the people in the room are kind of scared to ask him about it. And I was like, put me in that room. I don't give a damn. I don't care. I don't. I would, especially because, like, I'm a fan, I would be like, hey, explain yourself. Why didn't you do that? And then if he doesn't answer, I'm going to ask him again. Because I'm a journalist. I'm allowed to ask you questions. And if you don't want to answer them, then, like, okay, that's on you. Don't answer it. But I'm still going to ask you. It's just one of those things that, like, the retort that I get when I complain about the Steelers is, like, oh, well, well if, if the retort is, well, what would you rather have? Like, some, like, young punk kid and you'd have a losing record? I'm like, yeah, because then we get a top five pick in the draft and we get some stud. And it'd be great. Versus. Maybe. I mean, but Steelers draft well. Like, they, do. they usually do, yeah. We draft, like, fairly well. I wouldn't say that we draft, like, great, but we draft, like, okay. I mean, right. draft receivers take, really well. When you take... Offensive Artie, linemen, we draft well, too. Yeah. Artie Burns, because you tilt, because you cornerback, you want... Gets taken yeah. before you. And like, that you, stuff is... The, uh, that stuff's the yeah, bad right. stuff. And yeah. then, uh, what was it, uh, Edmonds? I don't know how he's been going. He, he's like a he's essentially like our box like our dime safety oh. is what he does he was matched up a lot um against jared cook and jared cook was just bodying him because jared cook's just a monster and, and terrell Edmonds couldn't do anything about it but it, it's just I, I think i said it earlier um no i said it yesterday i didn't say this on the air but i said it yesterday the only situation where Mike Tomlin should keep his job as the coach. And this isn't saying that he can't go coach somewhere. I'm not even trying to say he's a bad coach. I'm just saying, like, 12 years is enough. 12 years is enough. Okay? What does he have to show for it for 12 years? Oh, a bunch of division championships? You start the year 5-1. and one. Like, Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Baltimore for the last half a decade have been a collective joke. A joke. Literally, the five of them. Like, the three of them combined. Like, when you think about, like, what they've achieved. It's been a joke. Baltimore's sucked since their Super Bowl. Cincinnati you can't trust and Cleveland's been awful so you start the year five and one big whoop that you win the AFC North it's not the NFC South that up until the Panthers did it a couple years ago had never had back-to-back champions the Saints just won for the second straight time in franchise history the Saints had never won back-to-back divisional titles in their history 51 years yeah in how many years 51 in 51 years the NFC East has had all four teams represented as its champion in the last decade. You're not in a competitive division. No one gives the Patriot the Steelers start the season in the playoffs because of their division because they win it. It's not a achievement to say, "Oh man, he always gets to the playoffs." I don't care if he always gets to the playoffs. What's our record in the playoffs since the Super Bowl? A losing record. Go away. It's enough. 12 years is enough. The only way he keeps his job I was, talk- I was talking into two microphones at the Somebody same time. Just turn it all the way down. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I turned it all the way down. Yes. All right, good. Um, the only way in my mind that he should keep his job 
is not make the playoffs. I don't give a damn if you make the playoffs. Win out. At, literally, win out. Beat the Patriots, beat the Saints on the road, and beat the Bengals. That's the only way. It's not happening. If they fall ass backwards into the playoffs and they beat the Chargers, who already escaped out of Heinz Field, but then they're going to have to play in Heinz Field again in January, and it'll probably be a snowstorm. And we just saw how the how the Rams played in the cold and in the crappy weather. So you could bet your ass that the Chargers are going to play similarly, right? And the Chargers don't even have, like... You could say that the Chargers might actually be better than the Rams right now, but, like, the, the Chargers are kind of, like, defensively, they're, like, the inverse of the Rams. Like, the Chargers are good on the outside, but bad on the inside. The Rams are, like, good on the inside, bad on the outside. So... Like, you're like, okay, you, you go to the playoffs at 8, 7, and 1, right? right? And you host the Chargers, which, woo, you win that game. Well, you win 34 to 28, whatever you win by. And then you go on the road and you play New England and you get your ass spanked again. So what? I don't care. Like, win out. Beat the Patriots. Beat the Saints. Beat the, ba- beat the Bengals. Win your playoff game. And then if you go to the divisional round and you lose, okay, sure, fine. We'll stick around for one more year. Any other result will not – I will not rescind my opinion of they need to move on from Mike Tomlin. They need to promote Mike Munchak. Our offense been absolutely sensational. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Ever since he became our offensive line coach, we have had the – either the top rated or in the top five offensive line since he took over. With different guys too. With different – yeah, with a lot of injuries. Uh-huh. Make him, make him your head coach. You don't got to go out and search for somebody. Just promote from within. Get someone the, st- the players know. Get Cut. someone the players trust that Ben Roethlisberger isn't going to be like, blah, 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 I want to retire. Blah, 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 blah. Like that type of crap. Good fucking God. I hope the Packers don't do that. I, oh, if Mike God. Patton becomes their head coach, I'm going to jump off a cliff. But no, so that, that's my thing about the Steelers. <laughs> my The response that I've been getting on Facebook and Twitter about me wanting Mike Tomlin fired is, you know, Oh, uh, well, who would you rather have? It's this. It, the sky's not falling. We've only missed the playoffs like four or five times in the last, like, God knows how long. Hey, you better. And. Better not miss the playoffs in that division. That's what I'm. It, it, it's it's tough because, like, you could say, like, oh, well, this the, the division this year is better than it's been because of how good the Browns are. But, but that didn't start happening until recently. Right. You beat the Browns. You got huge. You beat the Browns and then you tied with them after you turned the ball over six or seven times. You still managed to tie with you them. You got Hugh Jackson fired. You got Hugh Jackson fired. You beat the Bengals. You're going to beat them again in week 17 because all of the players are hurt. You lost the first game against the Ravens, but then you beat them the second time you played them in Baltimore. So it's not like even as good, at, quote unquote, as good as the division is this year, it's still not that good because no. you played well against it. Right. So, like, what what do you hang your hat on this year? Like, oh, they're 7-1-1 one, one against everybody else except the AFC West. Because they got 0-4 against the AFC West. Like, all right, well, have you looked at the AFC playoff picture? Chances are you're going to have to play two of them if you want to go to the Super Bowl. Going to have to play both of them, unless the Chiefs lose to the Texans, which they will. So... <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. That's so that's my, really sad about if that. you, if you, whoever, I'm, I'm, I don't want people to like go on and find this person that tweeted at me. Cause they're, they're just a, 
they're just a random person on Twitter that had an opinion, which is fine. I'm just saying, like, my retort would have been that, right? Would have been that. It wouldn't have been nasty. I don't want anybody to be nasty. Yeah. It was just like that would have been my retort. My retort would have been I yes. would have actually rather us have a young guy and go three and ten through the first thirteen games and have like something to like kind of look forward to as like oh man we can go out and get like Bosa we can go get like uh, the dude from I think it's North Carolina State I can't remember no uh, Ed Oliver from Ole Miss right like I'd be more happy about that. Be like, oh man, we can go get like another guy to put out there with the TJ and Dupree, or we can go get like, like a. I mean, if if Ben decides to retire, like think about this: like, what if Ben retires after this year, and you have the 18th or 19th pick in the draft? You're not going to get one of the best quarterbacks. Nope. So like, I'm just looking at it from that perspective. Like, if this is the last year Ben Roethlisberger plays, which it won't be. But no. if it is, man, I would much rather be 3-13 and 13 with the teams picking ahead of me being San Francisco and the Cardinals, who are not going to take quarterbacks and just get Haskins, Haskins which would be dope. <laughs> right. Ohio State and Pittsburgh. So we love Buckeyes. That's right. Pittsburgh loves drafting Buckeyes. And that would make a lot of Cleveland fans mad. Oh, yeah. That would make a lot of Ohio sports fans mad if Dwayne Haskins went to Pittsburgh. <laughs> but – so that was that would have just been my thing. I didn't say anything about it. Um, I had a nice conversation with someone on Facebook about it because he was like, "Oh man, don't act like the sky is falling." I'm like, "I just wish we." I wish it was. <laughs> yeah, like I wish it was in a weird way. Like I wish it was kind of just like either be, obviously, like the worst place you could be in the NFL is eight and eight. It's the worst plot because if you're if you're like in the top ten, the mid I should say the middle t- like out of the thirty two teams, you want to either be in the top ten or in the bottom ten. You don't want to be in the middle ten. Because the top 10, you're playing in the playoffs. The bottom 10, yeah, you suck, but you probably have a lot of cap space and you probably have high draft picks. If you're in the middle, you have neither of those things and you're just like, that's why the Cowboys sucked forever because they were constantly 8-8. Eight and eight. Eight and eight. Right. Like, that's literally, it took the Cowboys doing what? Bottoming out and going 3-13 and 13, and then they drafted Zeke and they drafted Dak and now they're going to, I mean, obviously we just talked about Dak, but like now they're a playoff team and they're going to be all right for the next couple years. Like that's what it takes in the NFL. I will say one last thing and then I'm going to stop talking because I've been talking for a long time. Our friend Shively had a really good point. And as I was complaining and ranting and raving about the Steelers last night after they lost, he said, do you know what the worst thing for this current generation of sports fans is like, you know, what's ruined us? The Patriots. The Patriots have ruined modern sports fans because now every sports fan thinks that their team should be the Patriots or could be the Patriots. And, and, they, things, can't. and they can't be. Like, the Patriots have, like, set this unachievable standard. Like, no team will ever be what the Patriots are, but every fan of a team thinks that they could be what the Patriots are. That's why, like, as a very young sports fan, like, I, I started watching football, like, kind of towards, you know, this end of you know this dynasty and uh i'm excited for it to end and it sounds mean it sounds mean to say that the steelers and the uh, colin Cowher said it this morning like it's not just the patriots dynasty ending like the patriots and the steelers have been of the last 10 super bowls the two of them have represented the afc in seven of them right so like 
it's it's not just the Patriots going away. Like once the Patriots, the Patriots and the Steelers are simultaneously like kind of fading at the same time. Right, and like I don't know, I it sounds mean, but I'm excited for it in a way, just because I I want to see <laughs> things get different. Now, part of I guess Who's part of win seeing the, AFC the things. East? AFC East, the Dolphins at like eight and eight yeah. every year. Oh God! Not the Bills once they get a team around Josh Allen. <laughs> well, they wouldn't be eight and eight anymore. They'd be nine and seven because they could beat the Patriots for a second time. Oh, that's right. They'd be nine and seven. That's right. But I mean, I guess if that also means that you know, the changing of the guard means that the Bears have to be good. I guess I have to live with it. I don't think the Bears are going to be one of those. Like the bear, like, it's not going to be one of the situations where like the Bears own the NFC North. Now, no, right? it's nobody's going to own that division. No. It's it's a defensive team, and defensive teams have a window of three to four years. Yes, until yeah. they got to pay everybody. Right, and then then it gets bad. Yes, and they're going to have to pay Mitch if he sticks around, and a lot of other things can happen. And yeah, defensive teams. Um, but look what the Seahawks did with that window. Granted, they also had Russell Wilson. So and Mitch Trubisky is not Russell Wilson. Right. I mean, let me say, I'll, I'll say this for Mitch. Now, there's almost 30 other quarterbacks in the Russell, league who aren't Russell, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, the first two years of his career, did not look that special. Right. No, it but. It did take Russ some time. And it might, it might be the same for Trubisky. Who knows? Yeah. It, it took, Russ for the first two years was pretty much like turn around, hand the ball off to Lynch, and, you know, make some plays with your legs. Russell Wilson was that nearly the first, not even for the first like three years. Not new. He wasn't nearly the player he is right now. Right. Like, and that's what happens though. I mean, you never know. This, these young quarterbacks got to age a little bit. See mm-hmm. what you got. Yeah. So I'm not ruling out Mitch. Um, Mitch still has like moments where he's just like yeah, that has, game against Tampa. Yeah, he, he has he has flashes. Oh, God. Of brilliance. All right, but he also has the games where he overthrows every one of his receivers. Yeah. Right. And it, stares it's hard people to down. Right. You have to wait. To, you know, kind of quarterbacks like that, you almost have to wait to see what they become. Right. And then go from there, which is what rookie contracts are for. Took Goff. Took Goff a year. Mm-hmm. That's what rookie contracts are for. Also, Mitch Trubisky played like 13 collegiate starts before coming to the NFL. Right. Yeah, that was it. That's he only weird. played in thir- He only played in 13 college games. Didn't win a lot of them. No. That's very weird. So Mitch is still Mitch is even more of a baby than people think he is. That, that's so He's interesting. He's not even like a traditional the... rookie. Like Deshaun Watson, think about like the transition Deshaun Watson had to make. He had four years. Yeah, Deshaun played college football for four years. Four years starting for Clemson. Yes, right. And went to multiple national championship games. And it's so strange because like the Bears like wanted Trubisky too. They did. They traded like, up to get him. Right. It's weird. I wonder what they saw in him. I mean, it's working out. I will say this: Matt Nagy didn't draft him. No. So he was not Matt Nagy's making it work, right? With him, so I'm not saying they have a bad relationship. Apparently, like the reports are, like that team is like, right? Really, like they're really like cohesive, like they like are really, really like good, like tight knit group. Well, yeah, especially but, like, dude, I think I think that then the thing that kind of like the last little bit of glue that sealed that thing shut was Khalil Mack. It's the remember when we talked about Juju Smith-Schuster doing what he had to do for the Steelers. Last like, year, yeah, I feel like Khalil Mack kind of did the a whole, similar like thing the, with the Bears, with the terrible like situation with Le'Veon early, and the the morale <laughs> of the team was really down. Yeah, and you had you had a Bears team that coming into this year was fucking garbage. I wouldn't. Say, they had like potential, 
but because nothing I, like, they, was working. They went out and signed Robinson, and they signed Burton, and they signed Gabriel, and their defense was like okay. Yeah, but it wasn't working. But then they went and traded for Mac, and people right. were like, "Holy shit!" Now the Bears like have the potential to be really good. Mac gave them some somebody to rally around in their defense, I think. And the drafting of Roquan Smith, which was like insane. Yeah, because nobody Holy thought shit. they'd get that. No one thought they'd get him. What, what a what a pick. He's really good. Holy fuck. He's really good. What a pick. I, I think they'd still be better if they cook Fitzpatrick. Minka? Yeah. Minka's had some Yeah, but look at lapses. He doesn't this have year. the def- he wouldn't have the rest of the defense around him in Miami that he Chicago would in does. Chicago. Yeah. I'm just looking at it from the standpoint of like I know that the safeties for Chicago are pretty are like pretty good. I would I don't know who would be starting in place of Roquan Smith, and I don't know if they'd be doing as well. Right. No. Whereas, like, Minka would have come in, and, like, Minka might start for the Bears' safety? I don't know. Yeah, but like, the thing with Minka is you could have put him in a slot corner. You could have put him anywhere on the secondary. Yeah, that that's what – yeah, when, we, when you and I would talk about Minka, like, the reason we were so happy about him was, like, he's not just a safety. He could play right. anywhere in the defensive backfield, so – a uh, couple couple quick things before we wrap it up here because we've been going really long. Um, Saints still have a good football team. Saints little, are still the best team in the NFL. Yeah, the little, little, little minor hiccups there. They're fine. They're completely fine. They're, they're, they're the Saints. They Same had six Saints. really bad quarters of football. Mm-hmm. More like seven bad quarters of football. And and now and then and, and then, then they were like, well, time to be the Saints again and, and score. 25 points in 15 minutes. Yeah, and then they were they were the Saints again. Um, the Packers, go over them real quick. Um, I don't really care about this, the game that happened on Sunday. No. Mainly because um, – Atlanta, outdoors, in Lambeau, cold. You're right. No. Yeah, no. and, and then, and then you're on, on the game right off of McCarthy where Rodgers was ecstatic – Seeing his attitude wanted, change on the field, yeah, wanted he, to go, he, he wanted to go out and prove, like, no, oh, he, you guys he just made wanted, the right choice. He just wanted McCarthy gone so fucking bad that he uh, – he made himself intentionally miserable to make it happen. And then the, the, the game that McCarthy's gone, he was just a completely different person on the football field. So we know exactly what that is. The game That game didn't mean shit. We'll see what happens. Not mathematically now. eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah, mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, no, they're not. I, they, they are making the fucking playoffs. No. All right. I got five quick things. Um, I was there. Quick things. Yeah, quick things. There are records that probably aren't going to get broken probably definitely not going to get broken but i want to ask you guys which one do you think is going to be closer percentage wise to being complete at the end of week 17 uh michael thomas would need 14 catches a game to break the single season reception yard record mahomes would need uh close to 400 yards a game to break the passing yards record 400 yards a game? He would that need one. 392 a game. That not happening. Okay. Uh, he would need four touchdowns a game to break the touchdown record. I also don't think that's going to happen because I think they're going to beat right. the Chargers and then he won't play. Right. But I, it's they're not going to happen, but I just want to see oh, what you guys Oh, you're going would through. Would okay. Be, what, what do you guys think is going to be the closest one, like, percentage-wise? Yes. Who's going to be closer? Uh Ben Roethlisberger would need 35 completions a game to break the completion record. And then Sam Darnold would have to throw nine interceptions a game to break the <laughs> interception record. <laughs> I think it's really close between uh, Roethlisberger and Michael Thomas. Wait, 
Wait, what's um, Roethlisberger's again? He would need 35 completions a game. So to beat 105 to beat the completions record, right? You'd need 105 completions over the next three. Steelers are a position where they're going to have to play for the rest of the year. Um, same with the Saints, though, uh, because of the way the Rams have been, right? They still have to keep ahead of the Rams. Half a game. I think Michael Thomas Rams. is probably the closest. I think it would go Ben, because Ben's going to have to attempt over 45 passes a game, right? And, and he might have like some random one where he like he completes like. 40 or 45, right. and then another one where he'll complete like 26 out of 45. I'll say Ben is the most likely to break that record, followed by Thomas, um, followed by ugh, followed by the Mahomes touchdowns, but not yardage. And then the last one would be yardage. There's no way he's going to throw for 390 against these last three teams where there's a chance that the last game he doesn't even play. Right. So and, and and to be fair, there's a chance that he doesn't play the last two. Right. And that's and that second to last one is in Seattle. Right. Right. And that's gonna be even harder. So even if do. he has to play in that game, there's a still a solid chance that like he does not throw for even three fifty right. in that game. So and that would be the order. Seattle's I don't know. Michael Thomas gets his hands on a lot of balls. Michael Michael Thomas also has games where he has like two catches, and they just throw to lowest, a bunch of undrafted people. Lowest is four. Lowest is four. Yeah. Highest is what, like twenty-four? Sixteen. Sixteen. Jesus Christ. That was week one. Your average is ten. Right. So there you go. Yeah. You're not your I mean, average. You're mean. Your right. mean, the is, mean 10. is ten. Yeah. So you need something just like actually substantially over the mean. Right. To, yeah. to get the record. Yeah. I don't know. It's cool. I want to see. I would love to see Michael Thomas break a record, though. What a good dude! He's, he, From Ohio State, named the a lot of good Ohio State players. He named the season uh, record-breaking tour volume three. Why volume three? Because this is his third year in the NFL. Oh, oh! Did he like even play his first year? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was he like good? He was okay. He was good enough to people be like, "Oh, he's going to be a first-round pick in fantasy next year." He was, well, that was, was he was playing with Cooks, right? Yeah. So it was, was kind of like him and Cooks. Yeah. Like, they was, both kind of had similar numbers. Yeah, and that it was, was him. He turned it up during the second half of the season, his rookie year. He did. Oh, one more thing. Uh, Taysom Hill blocking a kick was my favorite thing <laughs> that happened in the NFL this week. Has he played every <laughs> position on the field yet? Uh, maybe. He, there was that article. He played, like, 13 positions. I, but he blocked a kick. It's so good. It's so fucking good. I love it. <laughs> People would be like, oh, man, I can't like, – when Drew Brees finally hangs it up, Taysom Hill's going to take over. No, he's not. Sean Payton's going to do everything in his power to not let him be the number one quarterback. Taysom Hill's – It's going to be Teddy. Taysom Hill's not going to – no, not Taysom Hill. New Orleans isn't going to have a quarterback after Drew Brees. There's not, it's not going to be a position on the depth chart. <laughs> they're just going to have like – Different wildcat type. Yeah, they're going to have Kamara – and Ingram line up in the backfield to take the center snaps. They're going to have Taysom just, like, run, like, like end around, like, fake end around stuff. Taysom can every once in a while catch it and toss it over to Michael Tom- What What the hell? <laughs> what are we like, getting into here? Sean Payton is just going to, like. He's, he's going to use Drew Brees' retirement to go completely down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Well, this might be, besides the draft episode, this might be our longest episode yet. Our last week's episode was pretty long. We're almost two hours. I know, but didn't we go over two hours last episode? I don't remember. No. I'm pretty sure we did. I don't think so. 
But uh, anyway, I am going to close this episode out. Thank you all for listening. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at FADPOD. Open up your little handy thing. Go to there. Search FADPOD in the search bar. Hit you that shit. You fucking know where to find us. No, hold on. Go to Patreon. Subscribe to us on Patreon. Show us the love. Patreon.com slash FADPOD. Fuck!